Welcome to Season 3 of the Armchair Athletes on CMRU.ca. We're here to talk to four major American sports leagues. Your favorite sports show on CMRU.ca, hosted by Terrell, Taylor, Clayton, and Will. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Armchair Athletes with Clayton. Terrell. Taylor, but you can't hear me, I don't think. Will. Taylor, uh, we might be able to hear Taylor. We're not sure at home. Some technical difficulties to start the show. Um, back-to-back weeks, really, with kind of a subpar start from us. Um, <laughs> we're, we're slipping. Maybe it's, you know, Christmas Christmas is coming up. Um, we're kind of we're falling out of it. Although, school now done. Well, for the most part, I think no, I've still got. Well, I've still got like a take-home final and then a real final. So I still have, yeah, all my finals. Damn. Are you done? Yeah, I did everything I think I had to do. Oh wow. No. Can I just switch switch spots? Yep. Okay. Okay. Taylor's Taylor's migrating. Uh, he is here. Let's see. Let's see. Moment Let's of truth. See. Come on. Let's go. Drum can you roll. Hear? Drum roll. Try again. Yes, sir. Ah, we can hear you. There, there we he go. He's here. Can't uh, I don't like this angle as much. <laughs> I, I can't really see. Can't, you I, can't I, get, I know. I, I, feel, I feel excluded from this angle. That's true. Don't yeah. worry. Well, I'll maintain eye contact the whole time. I, <laughs> I don't know what happened to that mic. Someone just pressed all the buttons and mangled it a little bit. That's, that's fine. So since the NBA segment, so. since the NBA segment kind of got cut back a bit due to time last True. week, which I don't think we'll be short on time this week. I don't think there's anyone coming into the studio after us. So, well, you said you had a test after this. Yeah, I got a test after this. At so, seven. Uh, rather than studying, I will be discussing all the in- intricacies of sports. Just tell your professor that you are discussing all the important things that have happened this week, and I'm sure they'll understand. Exactly. I, th- I think we'll open it up with the NBA. Yeah. Um, I mean, has there been a baller of the week chosen yet? I think it's it's probably either going to be Embiid or Giannis. Do we have anybody? I would have to say Giannis after yeah, this last I mean, game purely. But Embiid has been like him and him and, and yeah, that's they true. Both, aren't they both averaging like fifty on the month? Let's take a look. Something like that. Well, I mean, sixty-four really helps your average. It's true. That is a lot of points to score. He had thirty-two free throws though. Twenty-four made. That's kind of crazy. He yeah. could have seventy. Yeah. Man. And he went zero for three on threes. So. So he scored 64 points not hitting a three. Not That's hitting a three. pretty nuts. But, yeah, on 32 free throws. Which yeah. No skill, as James Harden once said. No skill. Run and dunk? <laughs> That's okay. You're gotta putting up you 64. You can do whatever you want as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, same. You could have had close to 80 if he made the threes and hit all free throws. Yeah, he's a bum. Why isn't he shooting? That's okay. Would have been kind of funny to see a Kobe Bryant moment, 81. True. But... Still, I I don't know I don't know we we've we've kind of been a little lackadaisical on our baller the week in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I would um, say it's Embiid or Giannis. I think Giannis purely just because of sixty four, and they've won the last three, have they not? They're uh, yeah. Since our last show, they're two and one. Oh, okay. They lost to Indianapolis. Yeah, that was for the that was for season. the yeah last and then the last game when he had sixty four was against Indiana and it was a pretty. Uh, Physical game. It was. There was that, a lot of. There was a controversy at the end too, wasn't there? Later yeah, they, uh, they took, took the game ball. Or yeah, yeah. That was. I think that was just funny. I don't know. Then Giannis said that they said that he got a game ball, but it didn't feel the same as the one that was used in the game. <laughs> so that's that's funny if they it's gave an him a different one situation. But I think the reasoning that they gave is that some 
uh, rookie on the Pacers scored his first bucket, so they gave him the game ball instead. It's like I, yeah, I guess, but I feel like still feel like that's kind of tough. Just sport. go out there and put up sixty-five next game. Yeah, that can be the game ball. Get the win, and then you might get the game ball. True, mm, that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, we briefly mentioned the in-season tournament. Uh, Is LeBron now the goat because he's won an in-season tournament? You know, I was I was on the fence before, <laughs> but now that he's won that in-season tournament, I'm like. It really kind of solidified it for me because, you know, I don't think Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong here, Michael Jordan does not have an in-season tournament championship, does he? I'm not sure about the stats on that, but I know Jordan does that, doesn't have the in-season tournament mm. MVP. Oh, that's true, I that's know true. know that for sure. I mean, here's, here's okay, maybe the discussion should be more on what we thought of the in-season tournament. Obviously, the Lakers won, and I'm happy about it because... LeBron won the MVP and AD played well and like AD played season. absolutely he was ridiculous. Really yeah, that, that was that was, was probably one of AD's yeah. best games he's ever played in the NBA. I think yeah. the bet now is just like any slightly athletic big that goes up against the Pacers, you should probably should probably be I know, but at. we've said it before on the show AD has his days where he just doesn't show I up. I know, but then Giannis puts up 64 on him. That's so true. Like, yeah. But I yeah, mean, I would say they're not the best defensive team either in the NBA. They're just shooting at such a high rate and yes. have such a high offensive mm-hmm. efficiency that they're they're kind of like what we thought oh, the Mavs pacing. would be, yeah. right? Like, yes. just score, and hopefully you score more. I think um, AD could be up there for ball of the week, too. He had, like, true. 38 last night as well. Yeah. The There's definitely three three front runners. It's or all big guys. Here's, yeah. here's, a, here's a dark horse baller of the week that definitely wouldn't count, but I want to say it anyways. Uh, Dante Exum, oh my goodness, torching the Lakers coming back. That was pretty mm. crazy. Yeah, how many did he have last night? Twenty-eight. Twenty, but he was like super efficient. Considering Dante Exum is Dante Exum. Yeah, considering what he hasn't. He hasn't played. I thought he was out of the league. Time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I don't know why the Mavericks picked him up. To be honest with you, because he put up twenty-eight on the Lakers. Dog. I think that might be his career high. Oh no, maybe in his first couple of years he might have had a couple of good games, but I don't. I don't know if it's much more than twenty-eight. Yeah, put up 26, 8 for 10 from the field, 7 to 9 from 3. Oh, okay. So. Um, he kind of gives me vibes of, like, Michael, Car- Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah. Like, yeah. someone that Long was really good athletic. for a year and then kind of just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's valid. Um, I did like the in-season tournament, though. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I it really got way more exciting than I thought. I didn't watch a lot of like the prelim games, yeah. which I think is not the goal. It's more the finals. The yeah. the last four when you go to Vegas is uh-huh. is the best part. So I rem- I remember last uh, on season two of Armchair Athletes when we talked about um, in season tournament and we were all kind of we didn't know what to expect out of it. And I think after because that last season I'd want I said that I didn't want to see the NHL do this, and I'm. Cu- I've I've been impressed. I think that it's something that I think the NHL should look at implementing as well. Yeah, why but not? the thing is, and I want to ask you guys this question: How do you feel about how it should be celebrated? Of course, we talked earlier about uh, we were joking that it makes LeBron the goat. But like, should this accomplishment be celebrated? Like, like we've seen the Lakers brought out the champagne. Uh, uh, do you, you know what's funny though? Do you hang a banner? They like, are putting. They a are banner. putting. A banner. Well, I know they are, but like, why not? What's uh, your guys' th- opinion on that? Because like, I guess you might as well put the banner up, but um, don't hang it next to the championship. No, banners. it's got to be on its own row. Yeah. And the thing that's tough about the end season tournament is the chances of it being the same winner for potentially the finals and the mid season could be pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, but I think just the fact that there's like 
like a seven game series is so much different than what was happening in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah, it's true. You could have a bad night and yeah. you're out. And then you're done. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I guess it's technically still a four, four game C- series, but it's just against different teams. So yeah. you still have a chance, even if you have one bad night, yeah. um, to make your way back. But I just I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Would you, do you think the Lakers are the title favorites now that they've won? I, don't I, think, I, don't I think recently so. that how they've been playing, they have a chance. Yeah. I don't. Again, you guys know who, how I am about the Lakers, but um, uh, they obviously have their games where they're very, very, very good, and they also have their games where it's like, why, why are you so bad? <laughs> why? Why? Just yeah, just why? Like how? Um, I think I think if they play, I think they're that, I think they're in the top four or five in the league. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think if they can play at that level and AD can be consistent, which is kind of the biggest. They got thing. a couple injuries still, so they're coming yeah. back. Ron couple um, play last night. Yeah, he took a rest day, did he not? Or was it injured? Low rest. Low rest, yeah. He deserves He deserves it. He was hung over after the celebrations from winning that tournament. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it goes from now on, um, how the history will play out, to see how many teams do the the double in a season. Yeah. Because I was going to mention – because it's worked so well in the NBA and it's worked it really well for like soccer yep. for so long um, with Champions League and how they can do the th- and FA Cup for the English yeah. teams. Um, how you can do this thing called a treble, which is all three in one one year. You win all three. It's mm-hmm. happened last year. Um, like uh, I'm trying to think of how I could say this. Do you think it's something that's going to stay permanently? Do you think it's going to be yeah. something like that, or do you think it's going to yeah. kind of lose its magic and people are going to start being like, ah, they won the in-season tournament. That doesn't I, really matter. I just don't know. Like, what's the downside to playing it? Like, I don't exactly. There's nothing. And, yeah. and that's why I think I think they integrated it so well that it's like you don't even really realize besides Until the, final the shocking, yeah. terrible courts that you see. That was That's, that's, that's the one thing say. I think they need, need to change, and uh, most of the jerseys were pretty bad. Although I would say the Indiana one kind of grew on me. I, didn't I mind still it. didn't like it. I no? didn't like their no. court. No, the courts the court are terrible. Bad. Uh, the, the courts are bad. None of the courts are good. I, even if I'm a Homer fan, I would say the only one that I didn't mind is, was Raptors. The Raptors because yeah. it's just it's black and gray, and it was yeah. pretty easy to, to. Yeah. But I didn't mind the Indiana jerseys at the they, end of it. Maybe it was just me. I, I, I didn't was mind never, as much. I was never that big of a uh, fan. They of remind them. me of the those graffiti Maverick jerseys. True. Yes. Oh, like Not the green a, and blue. Yeah. 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 That's true. Either. I don't know. I didn't find them as bad. I, I found the Lakers one kind of plain. And they got in trouble for wearing black jerseys for some reason. Oh. Did you see that whole thing? No. They're not allowed to wear their black jerseys anymore. Well, Why? hating on LeBron. Like they're, I have no idea what the actual reason was for it, and I don't want to say something that's not true, but um, it'd probably take a while to look up. But I thought I saw something. They were banning it. Huh. Don't know why, but. Um, I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah. Um, Do some research. I guess we can move on to um, the, another big, big piece of news for the week, which um, as I'm wearing the shirt that the school this guy went to, it's a bit sad. Um, I used to be a fan of him, but since ever since he came to the league, he's just been a bit of a nutcase. Um, I'm sure all you people that watch NBA probably saw Draymond Green absolutely sucker punching your uh, Nurkic. Was it last night? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Or no, it was two nights ago. Because yesterday yeah, they made yeah. the announcement, I think. Yes. yes. Um, so he's been suspended indefinitely. No time table for his return i saw that they're putting him in some sort of counseling or something like that um i think it's well needed he's a bit of a he's just off he does every year there's at least one or if not two or three instances where it's he gets kicked out for something that's not and we saw with jordan Poole the whole punch yeah it was like a month and a half ago where he 
choked out Gobert. Yeah. Or tried to, yeah. Yeah, and again, he didn't get a lot of... He didn't get he a very... Suspended. He got ejected. Yeah, the, yeah, short suspension, yeah. Like yeah, but it was, what was it, two games, three yeah. games? Which now I think they finally are like, okay, this guy's obviously a problem. Um, He's kind of like a goon for hockey, but... but uh, that's what uh, that's the comparison I was gonna make, but he's not. Cause with the Gobert thing, you could maybe argue that he was like defending Clay Thompson because there was a scrum going on. This was just him like hitting Nurkic because just because he was frustrated. He like I guess. Fl- I he, you could tell he tried to flail to make it look like he was flailing, it was yeah. but it was not enough flailing, and then he just it looked he just punched him. Yeah. He's like whatever. And and for like being a goon in hockey, that serves a purpose. That's a, what, that's what yes. purpose yeah. does this Basketball, serve it's not the same type of sport where you don't. Yeah. It's just and not a thing that's used. It just ends up making it worse for your team. He's like so important to the Warriors because he's just so good defensively that like a goon getting ejected because they got in a fight or whatever and it like energizes the team is not exactly the same that's happening with Draymond where he gets ejected for no reason and then they go on to lose the game anyways. Um, Yeah, I was going to say it hurts way, 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 way more. Like every single time he gets ejected, it hurts him. Yeah. And every single time he doesn't play a game, you can tell. Although he is, de- I don't think he's playing as well anymore, even when he is playing. He's, um, he's yeah. getting up there in age, and, and you can tell now that he's not as effective. And I would say he's not a, a, a offense. He might as well just – like he's not – that's not his, his forte. Um, and it's tough when that's what he's doing on the floor is just getting them in trouble I and lose, make them lose his games. He's like shooting – well this season he's just not scoring a bunch mm. but yeah like his main impact is obviously still on defense yeah and it's just like when you're not in those games or when you're hurting getting getting a double technical and getting ejected and then getting suspended it's like you're you're losing that defense uh-huh. and that just ends up hurting the whole team overall so i feel like so far this season especially he's kind of just been hurting the warriors overall i would say more than anything else yes um well, yeah. he's he hurts them when he's like taking himself out of games when he's in games and playing for them uh, he's still, I think, a big help. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to look up their record without Draymond because I think it's just not good. Since 2022, 6-11. I don't know what it is this oh. season. Well, I don't know what it is like without him, but, I mean, their record overall is not good. 10-13. and yeah. 13. yeah, they just haven't – I don't know. It would be interesting to see what they do um, for agency-wise. I'd like to see if they'd splash on somebody. But True. It'll be interesting. They're missing something. Right they, they either are going to have to, like, they shouldn't blow it up because Steph, I think, is still kind of in his prime. But, yeah, they're going to have somewhere because mm-hmm. it's not working the way it is. And maybe that's all it is. He's just frustrated with losing, and that's not normally something Golden State does consistently. Um, but, yeah, he just – it's always a big loss when Draymond is Well, and it's so. all just stupidity, and then it ruins the whole flow of the game. Mm-hmm. So – he always seems to do it at a time when Golden State goes on a run or something like that, and the crowd gets energized, and then he just does it, and then the whole thing switches. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, StatMuse doesn't have it updated. It only goes up to November 24th, which obviously isn't close enough to today's date to calculate it. But up until November 24th, they're 3-5 and five without him, and I think they've lost a bunch more without him since then. Mm. Um, yeah, like... He's in- integral to that team, and when he's not on the floor, they're worse. Um, and he's taking himself out of games. So, I mean, like Yusuf Nurkic said, hope that brother gets some help. Yeah, uh, it's true. Cause <laughs> he, he needs it. he needs something because he is. Yeah, it's just 
not good for the team, not good for him, and not good for anybody he's playing. So, um, what else do we want to talk about? Um, oh yeah, the whole new stadium complex for Washington. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. that's a big that deal. That one we could almost tie into NHL, NHL? as well because um, good segue. I guess it is a good segue. So this is, I guess, the first time we've had overlapping segments for NBA and NHL. But the Capitals and the Wizards, they're both moving to Virginia, Northern Virginia. So I guess it's the Washington not-so-Capitals. Haha. <laughs> they're going to still be called Washington? Yeah, they will be. So basically by the sounds of it, like, because the, um, what's their uh the commanders don't play in um, Washington either. Mm-hmm. They play in, I think, Maryland, I want to say. Yeah, I think so. Um, so it's kind of going to be the same thing with the Wizards and Capitals. And by the sounds of it, it's not very far from where they currently play. Mm. Well, because DC's so small that it's. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even really notice. Yeah. So. Still, any away team still flying into the same place and driving to the same place, basically. So it's. Not yeah. really much of a difference. It'd be kind of funny if they changed their names, though. Yeah, so they're now in northern Virginia. The town that they're going to be playing in is Alex- Alexandria, Virginia. So wonder if we're going to get Alexandria Ovechkin. <laughs> Second bad joke <laughs> of this segment. Bang! Clayton's <laughs> on a tear right now. <laughs> but no, so they're moving to Virginia here. And by the sounds of it... They're building a $2 billion sports and entertainment district, so not just an arena, but an entire district, and which includes a new Wizards practice facility, a separate performing arts center, a media studio, new ho- hotels, a convention center, housing and shopping, probably includes a PlayStation 5, too. With I was going to say, else. there's going to be a casino there and <laughs> Jordan Pools all over it. But, <laughs> Michael um, Jordan unretiring to go to the Wizards so he can yeah, gamble man, more. He might. But yeah, this kind of bizarre. It just kind of came out of nowhere, really. Yeah. And apparently, like, Washington, D.C. is really trying to keep them in there. And they've offered $500 million to upgrade Capital One Arena, where the two teams currently play. But even then, they're turning it down. I mean, so. yeah. You're getting $2 billion from somewhere from else. From what I've seen, it doesn't... But like, I wonder how much that $2 billion is their own. I was going to say, where's that money coming from, yeah? Yeah. Like it doesn't look like the worst arena I've ever seen. From what I from what I see in games, like it doesn't look doesn't really bad. Like by the cause I, put I it this way, there's worse stadiums in the world that oh, need yeah. a renovation. Yeah, because this this is an ESPN article that I quoted for the last part there about what's all included. And from reading this article here, it sounds like the area around the arena isn't very in good shape. Okay, and. Originally, it said when the arena was built that it kind of revived that downtown part of Washington. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm I'm not as familiar with Washington here, so I can't speak too much here, give my opinion. It's just kind of what I'm going off of what the article says here. Because isn't so. it right near the baseball stadium, too? Must be. I'm not entirely like, sure. It's so weird that it's not all just one spot. Yeah. Like, uh, if, if the football stadium's one random spot and the baseball stadium's in town and then yeah. they're moving out of town... like. It's a little weird. Like most major sports cities, it's they're on the same road or they're in the same close, area. At least right? close to each other, yeah. So it's kind of interesting how they're doing it. But um, So I think, do you want me to move on to the rest of the NHL then from here? Yeah, I'm just reading through this. I don't think there's anything really that you didn't talk about. There isn't about. really anything. Yeah, basketball's been 
Basketball's been weird for me. I know I was talking to Will about this earlier. I haven't been a very good fan recently. No? Watch I, a lot I of basketball. do feel like a fake fan. I don't watch a lot right now. Well, I don't know if it's being busy with school yeah. or just the Raptors being meh. I was going to um, say, yeah. That I just, like, I, I look and this, it pops up on the score for me, and I usually used to just get up and go and watch it, and now I'm just kind of like, eh, I could do something else. They did win last night, and it was a pretty good yeah. game. But uh, I watched the fourth quarter, and it was pretty good. But OG poster? Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But it's just been a weird year. Yeah, sports in general, really. I mean, at least uh, Yeah, football even, like, football is, like, I don't know if this sounds bad. I haven't gotten excited for a football game in a while. Well, yeah. Not There's, even just not even because of my well, team. Just like, say, not even just I because have, of Steelers. Well. <laughs> not even because like my team is the Steelers. Just like any game. That's yeah. No, I I understand that completely. I feel like play overall is down. Maybe we should get into this during the actual NFL segment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Go to I'll hockey. Move on to the NHL. Yeah. I watched Canes game last night for the first time in like three weeks. Though. There you go. Yeah. It's a pretty good game. This is when against Fort- the Islanders. Fort- no, uh, oh, last night shoot. it was. Um, my bad. Uh, Pittsburgh. We lost in oh, the fifteenth okay. round of the shootout. Yeah, I see. I heard about that. That's crazy. It was like a half an hour long shootout. That is crazy. But yeah, which doesn't happen very often. So it was interesting, and it was Pittsburgh dad night. So oh, they okay. kept panning to the dads. But I did watch that. So you can go ahead, Clayton. Yeah. So gonna start off the way we usually do here with the winners and losers. And the first winner here, the New York Islanders. They're on a four-game winning streak. They're playing pretty good hockey right now. They're actually now second in the Metro Division behind the New York Rangers. Bo Horvat up to 12 points in his last eight games and is kind of finally starting to perform. It wasn't very good when he got traded to the Islanders last year, but this season he's been playing pretty good hockey for them. And now he has 26 points in 27 games. Noah Dobson as well on the blue line. I truly think he's one of the most underrated players in the NHL. He has 29 points in 28 games. And I kind of want to get you guys involved in this discussion because I hate the whole... I I don't really like the conversations of who the most underrated players are in sports because it seems like you can't be an underrated player for too long. Otherwise, people take notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Like, I know in hockey, the one that everyone always says is underrated is Alexander Barkov, but, like, everybody knows Alexander Barkov is a good hockey player. Mm -hmm. And if everyone says he's the most underrated, you're not the most underrated. (laughs) I was, yeah. It's people that are, how I think of underrated is people that are really, really good that when you say it, they're like, oh, yeah, they're really good, but it's not the first guy you mentioned. That's how I think of it. I I always know that, like, Tyler Lockett gets that same discussion for Seattle, where he's like... (laughs) Name an underrated receiver, and everyone's going to say Tyler Lockett. Um, I do agree, though. Like, underappreciated maybe is a better word than yeah. underrated. I, 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 I feel I like think underappreciated is so much better. I was thinking it. maybe, like, I don't know. Uh, I was thinking, like, attention-wise. Like, you don't get as yeah. much attention, you yeah. know what I mean? It's different from underrated. Um, like, I know me and Truman usually have this argument at least once a week where he brings up that <laughs> Braden Point and Dylan Larkin are underrated, and I go, no, they aren't, because everybody knows Braden Point's an elite center in the NHL. I, I swear to God. Now, he is an elite center. He's a fantastic player. I would love to have him on my team. But the amount of times that I've seen last season, I don't think that anybody knows that Braden Point has 100 points. I don't think anybody knows that Braden Point just had 50 goals. It's like I'm pretty sure every NHL fan knows because they've seen at least one post saying that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the other one's Dylan Larkin, who if you ask the average hockey fan, they're like, yeah, he's 
very good player. Mm. So I. It's just whether they get talked about a lot, which yeah. I think is what we also have to, how I kind of think about it. Like someone like, um, I don't know why De'Aaron Fox is coming up to my name head right now because he's really good. But again, it's media coverage is a big thing in sports nowadays. Mm. I, I, Sacramento doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah. But. I would say last year he went from being underrated to being appreciated because like yeah, they, cause they did blow up. Yeah, like that's, true. that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I just thinking like, yeah, like just players that are really good and when you play against them, they always do play well, uh-huh. but you just don't talk about them. Like we could have said the same thing about Tyrese Halliburton last year and then this year. Exactly. He's yeah. like the talk of the league. Basically because he's not one of the superstars that anybody would have thought. Uh-huh. You all yeah. would have thought Giannis, and they all would have thought this guy. And just all of a sudden, him and, like, Shea are pretty much the two guys, and they're like, whoa, you probably yeah. wouldn't have had them in the conversation. So I think they're not underrated anymore because people are talking about him now, but if you said a year ago Tyrese Halliburton is really good, which he was, he's you would have been known as underrated. He's also just, like, really elevated his play this year. Like, he was good last year, but he's been, yeah. like, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, this year. It's tough to think of one off the top of my head. No, Jay McConnell. Yeah. That's a glue guy. That That's a so locker good. room guy. Marquise Noel. Glue guy. One day. But like a, He's underrated right now, but you got to get on that train before it leaves the yeah. station. But, like, for Noah Dobson here, if he continues his play, like, by the end of the season, let's say he's a top five Norris player, he's not going to be underrated. Like, everyone's going to know that he's a pretty good player, you know what I mean? Mm. Um but if or you would have said, if you would have said you that know, guy's name before you told me his stats, I have no idea who he is. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe that's me, just me being ignorant, and not knowing a lot about <laughs> hockey anymore. But um, no, I would, and I, ca- I would categorize that as an underrated player based on stats. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of what I base it to. Was like if you told someone now that Noah Dobson's got that many points, kind of same reaction. Um, but who knows? Maybe not even by the end of the year, because with how many people listening to the armchair athletes, they're going to know by next week that. He, he's not even going to be underrated by next week. He's going to be appreciated by then. So Putting you guys on. <laughs> Continuing on here with the winners. Oh, I got another quick one. That's someone that's underrated and doesn't get talked about a lot, and it just came up because he's on my fantasy football, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, that is, yeah, I, actually, yeah, that's true. I feel like anyone, No one talks about him, and then you get the random post once every year that he's had a 1,000-yard season for, like, 12 seasons. Man, I start that's, Mike Evans in every yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say. I know, but he's just, put it this way. If you think wide receivers, you're thinking Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You're thinking it, and you don't realize. He's just, I think he's, it's getting to the point where he's so consistent that people just don't pay attention to the fact yeah. anymore. Like, how many 1,000-yard receiving seasons has he had in a row? Is it, like, nine, ten? Nine or nine ten. Or he, ten? Say he had 1,000 yeah. this year. Yeah. And he had Baker Mayfield, who everybody thought – who knows? Yeah. And again, the record isn't fantastic, but yeah, it's 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 like it's not a guy you think about. No, it's he just puts up such consistent numbers, like quietly very good numbers. And I think it is partially just because Tampa Bay kind of stinks this year. But you could think people like popular players, and you think Odell Beckham Jr. and you're like, yeah, he was really good, and he was probably the face of the league for maybe potentially a year, wide receiver wise. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like he's not as good. So you're you're taking it. Obviously, he's been a little bit better the past couple of weeks, but Mike Evans had always been that same kind of. He always yeah. is that thousand yard player. He has whatever. He had ninety one touchdowns. He has ninety one touchdowns in that span of the thousand yard seasons. And you could say that the Buccaneers, out of the ten seasons, have only had what four good ones. 
Yeah. I he's put up a thousand since every year he's been in the league since twenty fourteen. So Yeah, and you can't say that the Buccaneers were elite besides when they had Tom for whatever it was three yeah, years. Twenty seventeen so. he put up a thousand and one. So we were cutting it close. But yeah. he still did it. Yeah, so see what I mean? Like um that's how I kind of define an underrated player. Someone mm-hmm. that you look at the stats and you're like, yeah, they're really good, but you don't talk about them. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, I, I just had to say that because it popped in my head. Um, next winner here, John Tavares got his 1,000th point on Long Island to the booze of the Islanders fans because he used to play there, and he's now the most hated man on any time he goes to Long Island. Um and it tied the game late, only for the Islanders to quickly win the game in overtime. It was kind of funny because, so this is, every team does this when a player gets their thousandth point. All the players jump off the bench and go and congratulate them. It's it's a tradition in hockey. Every team does it. So when I see people saying, oh, the Leafs are celebrating this, ha, ha, ha. No, it's not just the Leafs. Every team does it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... But it was still kind of funny that they tied it late. They all jump off the bench and, and then they, lost they the lose it over time. It, 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 there is still a little bit funny, I will say. Um, and then big time winner here, the Edmonton Oilers. Folks. It can't man. Be they've been all over Folks. this winner and loser thing. They're, they're putting up generational numbers in terms of being on the list for winners and losers. Yes, they are. And they've been in both sides. That's what I'm saying. Which is pretty crazy to think about. Hey, it can't be denied. They're playing good hockey right now. They're on an eight-game winning streak. They've fought themselves back into the mix in the Western Conference. And they're now at 27 points, which is one back of the wildcard spot in the Western Conference, which is held by the Arizona Coyotes. And Connor McDavid's been on fire. 25 points in his last 10 games. That is <laughs> that is ridiculous. We just said this Noah Dobson guy is 28 in 27 games. We're thinking he's really, yeah. really, really good. Obvious defenseman. But you have to realize how crazy that is, that he's got four less points in like less games. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. And he's now up to 38 points on the season, which is nine back of Nikita Kucherov for the league lead. You, want, I'm going to call it right now McDavid catches him and like greatly surpasses him oh, yeah. for the lead. I, and he wins the Art Ross. I've been pretty outspoken on this show. I think McDavid's the best player we've ever seen in hockey. I think he's better than Gretzky. Um, and I will make that argument any day. Um, Dreisaitl, he's got 33 points in 26 games. Kind of what you expect from Leon at this point, I dare I say. But Evan Bouchard as well has been a standout on the blue line for Edmonton. 18 points in his last 12 games. His totals are now up to 30 points in 26 games. And let me just say, hey... We all talk about the Aiden Hill prediction I made at the start of the year. I also made another prediction on that list. I said Evan Bouchard might be a finalist for the Norris Trophy. And here's the thing. If he continues this run, he he very well may get consideration, especially he's playing with good players, and I think they elevate his game. And I think now with him being on that blue line for Edmonton, he's been elevating their game as well. And I want to mention a guy, another guy as well, speaking of the whole overrated, underrated discussion. Darnell Nurse has been playing good hockey for Edmonton. Now, the main drawback when I say that is people will go, well, but he's not living up to that contract. Yeah, well, whatever. He's still playing good hockey. Uh, can't be denied. Um, I'd say he's playing about like a $7 million player right now. Um, seven and a half, maybe. He's playing very good hockey for Edmonton. And it's been kind of ever since it was in warm-ups, I think, against Carolina, where he hit the crossbar the puck came back and hit him in the face. And ever since then, it just, for whatever reason, he's just been on fire Knocked for Edmonton. a good hockey player into him. Yeah, so, it, yeah, Edmonton's been playing good. My con- my one concern for them, though, 
still remains. I don't think that their forward depth has been stepping up as much. Now, there have been other forwards on the team other than the two that I mentioned, like Zach Hyman's been good. He's been actually dynamite for them. Um, he's a very good player for Edmonton. But they still, I think, need to get a little bit more production out of their bottom six forwards. So, But it can't be denied. Edmonton's on a roll right now, eight-game winning streak. They're playing good hockey. Um, on to the losers, and believe it or not, there isn't an ultimate loser this week. I just felt like there was no one worthy of that distinction, we'll say. Um, so going to start off with the losers here. We've got the St. Louis Blues, and they've lost four in a row. They're now 13-14-1. Craig Berube, he was fired after losing to Detroit on Tuesday, and he's going to be picked up by someone. He's won the Stanley Cup with them in 2019, took them from, I believe it was 29th place to the Stanley Cup that year. Someone's going to pick him off as a coach. But I just, I don't think there's much more Berube really could have done with this roster. It's an older roster, and I think that this should just be the message to St. Louis to start a rebuild here. Buchnevich and Jordan Cairo, who are supposed to be two of their better players, they've underperformed this year. Robert Thomas, still per- playing good for St. Louis, but those two guys haven't been playing up to their standards. Next loser here, speaking of not playing up to standards, the Anaheim Ducks have lost 12 of their last 13 games. They're now 31st in the NHL. And I thought this team would maybe be in the wildcard mix. We kind of talked about them early in the season, and I thought they'd be in the mix till the end, but they've really fallen out of that discussion entirely with their last stretch of games. But I will say there is still some bright spots for the Ducks in that they are a rebuilding team, so you do expect some struggles with them, I guess. But Leo Carlson and Mason McTavish, two of their younger players, have been playing very good hockey for them. Then, finally, the last loser here. This was the closest thing we had to the ultimate loser this week. And really just anyone involved in that whole situation, I believe it was on Saturday with the Sens and Red Wings, where basically the two players that I have outlined here are Matthew Joseph and David Perron. Matthew Joseph delivered a cheap shot to injure Dylan Larkin in front of the net, and it was very subtle. Like, when I first seen the video initially, I'm like, how did, why is Larkin all of a sudden go down on the ice? And you could have, the way that Larkin had was laying on the ice, you literally could have drew, like, a chalk line around him and, like, it turned it into a criminal investigation. But then I seen the video, I rewatched the video last night because I'm like, this whole thing just still doesn't make sense to me. And I caught that Joseph cross-checked Larkin in the back of the head. And it was a very subtle cross-check in front of the net. And then Larkin falls into Parker Kelly, another forward for the Sens. Because I see another post that was like, Larkin goes down after hit to Parker Kelly. He was already going down when it happened. Terrell's watching it right here. Did you see the cross-check? I did. You're right, it was pretty subtle. But yeah, he was like, just slumped on the ice. And so... And then, so Artem Zub, number two there, yeah, yeah. he uh, falls on to Larkin. And poor Artem Zub, he's, I guess, a loser in this, but not, like, bad loser. Like, I just feel bad for the guy kind of loser. In that David Perron then thought, because Zub was the one who fell onto him, oh. Perron <laughs> lost his mind and went up and cross-checked him in the face. And, yeah, and so then Perron's now suspended six games, which deserved suspension and poor Artem Zub like I think that that was just a bad thing to do first off because it did look like an accident when Zub fell on him like it looked like he clearly wasn't trying to like you know hurt him or anything 
but yeah, and then Perron suspended. And I think Joseph should have been too. And here's the thing with Joseph. Him and Larkin have history. Last season, I believe it was last season. It might have been the season before. I'm not quite sure. But Matthew Joseph, when he was playing on the Lightning, hit Larkin from behind. Larkin got up because the, it went uncalled. Larkin got up and soccer punched him. Mm. And so... Valid. Yeah. I think I would too. And so... And then I seen people were saying, well, this was an accident. And I put here, I don't care who's pushing that narrative because I seen that there were some bigger sources that were pushing that it was an accident. It is not. that With the history behind that, and I seen the play, the cross check that he delivered, I think that that, that has intent on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now for the second part of the NHL segment, the news, which I think might be the most creative name we have for any segment on this show pretty on the nose (laughs) uh talked about the capitals brock besser had a hat trick against tampa on tuesday he's now tied with austin matthews for first in the league in goals with 21 good for him i've mentioned on the show he's one of my favorite players in the league i'm happy to see him playing well and jt miller as well is having a good season for vancouver we've talked a lot about guys like quinn hughes and thatcher demko but miller second in the league in points with 42 points and yeah vancouver they're playing pretty good hockey they did lose a couple of games there but i think they're back on track golden knights beat the flames 5-4 in overtime on tuesday night mark stone with the ot winner and let me just say it's always nice whenever the Golden Knights beat the Flames because a lot of my friends are Flames fans. But I think my reaction after that game kind of proved something that I think you guys can also jump on this discussion about. I hate losing way more than I like winning. I texted friend of the show, Zach, after the game. And basically the first thing I texted him was GG's and then a handshake emoji. Not like trash talk, but like a handshake emoji. Keeping it respectful, okay. And it seems like, and the reason why I do that, it seems like every time that the Knights lose to the Flames, all my friends are always clowning on me. But I do that because I know that there's going to be another battle. Mm. It's I, The way that I look at the winning is like, you live to fight another day, whereas yep. losing, I'm just like, oh man, this is the worst thing ever. You lost the battle, but not the war. There's yeah. more games coming, okay? It's more frustrating for me when when I watched Canadians play Vegas, especially this year. We outplayed them so bad. Yeah. We deserve to win, and you can't even say that we didn't. No. And that's what, that's what hurts even more. Because when you lose, in, it was shootout, was it? Yeah. Not the first game? A shootout is a toss-up. Yeah. It has nothing really to do with the performance of the game. It's just whether who can de- stick handle better or who picks a spot. Goalies usually hung out to dry because they have to study 18 different shooters to see who's going to come up. Um, so that's what hurts for me against any of my friends' teams. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not like when we get outplayed, we get outplayed. Steelers, Pat- Patriots, we got outplayed. We got outplayed by a team that hasn't been very good this year. And we just got outplayed. And the week before, same thing, Cardinals, we just got outplayed. So it's like you take it with a grain of salt. It's The worst thing is when you play against your friend's team, you outplay them by a lot, and then you lose. That's my most hated. But even then, after that game, I wasn't really clowning on you. I sent the po- – you guys will and Terrell No, it's not, it's not the clowning I, part. It's not even what you said. It's just in general. No, no. Yeah. It's just in general. It makes it even more annoying. I, th- I think I did the same thing though in our group chat where yeah. I sent the GGs and then the handshake yeah. emoji. Yeah, I did. So, wasn't I supposed to wear the Mac Jones jersey today? Yeah, Ooh. that's okay. <laughs> we can we can cover we'll, that. We'll in save the that NFL. for the live yeah. show. Oh, true. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess I don't really care when the Golden Knights lose this year though either because of the Stanley Cup run last year. It's more That's so, another thing. Like it doesn't even matter. It if you doesn't. Have a bad no, season. it doesn't. Like, like if you would like the one part of the season where people started laughing was when they lost to Edmonton and bunch of my friends were laughing at me you guys lost to Edmonton but like if you had told me at this time last year hey Clayton the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup but the following season they lose to the a struggling team in the shootout do you take that I'd have been like is this a joke like of course I'm taking that I was gonna say you like so (laughs) many so many teams in like every sport would sacrifice like anything what do you think Cleveland Browns fans would sacrifice to win a championship oh there'd be a lot of them that would do some down bad stuff some things we probably can't say on (laughs) air some things I think most things we probably can't say on air yeah but, like, the Golden Knights don't ever have to win in my lifetime again because they've won and I've got to experience It's like the Raptors. It. You know what? Like, yeah, yeah if it goes, like, 60 years and they never win again, they won in 2021 or 2019. 2019 yeah. yeah. It's more so that effect I have with the Seahawks because, now they did win a championship that I got to They experience. were good when you guys were around. But yeah. Like, they've had their time where they've yeah, been Yeah, but I was also very young when that happened, too. But you, you know were I mean? alive. I haven't been alive since yeah. Canadians won anything. I haven't been alive since a Canadian team, period, but, has won. But what about the Steelers, though? Like, do you have that same thing? But yeah, that's true. Same thing. I was so young that it was like they made me fall in love with the Steelers. But it would obviously be nice to win again. Yeah. Mm. So that's kind of like that team was that was that good. That's the feeling I have with the Seahawks. I guess Will is not qualified for this discussion. No, no. I was just gonna say, yeah. Like (laughs) you guys always tell me, oh, you're fine. The Patriots have got their dues. They've paid their dues. I I was I was just a boy. (laughs) <laughs> I was but a boy. Yeah, but you and had an extensive well, period of now you a boy. You were pro- you were in high school the last championship, weren't you? <laughs> I was just a boy. <laughs> now he's a, now he's a man. The thing is, you had a s- substantial s- dynasty. Yeah, yeah, none of us have had a one, dynasty. Yeah, one championship and a dynasty aren't the same. And even the Patriots dynasty is like the greatest of all time. Yeah, so. exactly. That's another thing. You're so, just winning and winning and winning. So you'll watch Bailey Zappi and you'll be happy. No, it's like being no, a Blue Jays fan. They had the two years where they were really good and they won back to back. And then since then they haven't. They've had their I mean, their moments in playoffs, yeah. but have never won. If yeah. you're a Blue Jays fan that was alive to watch it, maybe. But that was 20 years prior to me being born. So. It's like the Montreal Canadiens a couple years ago, the yeah. Stanley Cup final. Like, I was, I was like, this is the year that it happens. And then we come against Tampa Bay, and we have no chance, and we lose, and it's yeah. embarrassing. And then since then, we haven't been good. But well, there's a lot of times where you get you, – you have a favorite team. You never taste victory or not in a very, very long time. So at least, as all of us, besides Clayton being Raptors fans, that is one thing that I'm happy that I was alive yeah. and can remember very vividly what happened. Mm. Whereas most of my other teams, it's like I was like nine when the Steelers won. Yeah. And it's like – I, it was sick and it's like I made made me fall in love, but it's not the same. I guess I I was alive for the Dallas Mavericks championship, but I didn't even know they existed at the time. So that yeah, it's like twenty eleven is like <laughs> exactly like that's kind of cool because that's like a, a a championship that was like kind of a one off. Yeah, also there true. was a bunch of other dynasties kind yeah, of brewing in the time. league, and then just randomly Dirk Nowitzki goes out there and kind of pops off. But yeah, I guess like Dallas Mavericks fans, if you were a Dallas Mavericks fan your whole life, it would be kind of a crazy thing to think about because yeah. It was against them a lot, but true. Then Very true. Going to just wrap up the news segment for the NHL. LA Kings, they set the record for most road wins last Thursday with their 11th road victory against the Montreal Canadiens. Didn't watch it. <laughs> no, we were watching the Patriots and Steelers game. Yeah, we were watching some real football. <laughs> was that last? That was, that was last Yeah, week. it was. That was only last week. And oh. then the... No, no, no. I meant the hockey game. I thought the hockey game was earlier than oh, that. Oh, no. And then the Kings proceeded to follow up setting the record by losing two straight on the road to the Islanders and Rangers and have now lost to Winnipeg at home. So maybe 
Maybe the Kings are now going for the other record. They, they're going true. for most road losses in a row. <laughs> I think the Pistons haven't beat, but that's true. Yeah, it's, it's a hard. That's a hard bar to clear yeah, right there. Jeez. Um, and we then, didn't talk about that during the show. I feel no. like we should have probably mentioned that. It's pretty sad. But. That is a generational tank battle. I've seen six more games, game. and it's a record of all time. There we go. We'll and that was a Bobcats week. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Once they hit that streak, yeah. we'll bring them back mm-hmm. up. Tend off the NHL segment here. There was another suspension this week. Eric Goodbranson suspended one game for jumping Nick Cousins. That was the weirdest. Co- I saw that on Instagram. That was such a weird situation. The real issue here was Nick Cousins because he hit Goodbranson from behind, which started, which is valid. Yeah, but then it felt like a, like a, a a minute and a half went by where nothing was happening, and then he just went like berserk and just. Well, I think he went berserk because he offered Nick Cousins, hey, drop the gloves, you did this, which is the code in hockey. You're yeah, supposed to- it was just kind of a weird, like, there's a weird, like, yeah. spot where nothing happened. And it was like, okay, everything's done. He was about to walk away to the box, and then it just went crazy. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. And I know Good Branson's a big dude. I probably wouldn't want to fight him either. But, like, it's a pet peeve of mine in hockey is turning <laughs> Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> um, but I just, I hate that. If you're going to deliver a cheap cheap shot like that, be prepared to dro- drop the mitts and answer the bell. Even just even if like you don't have to throw any punches, just hang on. You see it all the time in the NHL where you drop the mitts and you just hang on. That's all you have to do. But whatever. Um <laughs> guess that wraps up the NHL segment for the week. True. MLB, let's do that and then we'll leave NFL as the main event. Do we have to talk about the MLB? Uh, I don't. Here, I'm gonna say something right now. That contract is garbage. The way they have it structured. Yeah, it just doesn't. It has, that, that it's probably be the best financial thing they can do because oh, they yeah. probably can't actually afford 700 million. No, I mean for the Dodgers, it's good, but like, because now you can compete, you can continue to buy pieces, um, while you still got Otani. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't be allowed in the MLB. Like they should, they should have to pay. That entire seven hundred million within, over the ten years. I was say the it is pretty cheesy. Like, yeah. you're paying a guy a large, large contract. You should have to like that's a consequence. You, yeah, that's what you have to pay for getting the get the like the best player, right? Like, yeah, it yeah, it's not fair to be able to stretch that contract out where you're not even paying him that money while he's there. No. Um, also, one, there sorry. was. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say there's that whole conspiracy with the Otani thing. I don't know if you saw it, Terrell. Do you have any opinion on that? With the which, um, where they sent Robert, the guy from Shark Tank, to. Do you think that that was on purpose? They're just exci- no. It's because they're just excited and they just look it's, at the plane. It's yeah. People were overreacting to it. I think. Um, I don't think there was like some big conspiracy to make sure that the Blue Jays didn't get him. I think it just came down to the fact that. Uh, the Dodgers offered more money, and yeah, that's it. I kind of saw it coming, unfortunately. Yeah, I was. That's the reason I wasn't getting my hopes up, is because like, if 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 it did come down, the market to a, is the market. Yes, too, if right? it came down to a, a bidding war, you're not beating. Out He's the also Dodgers. probably like, I don't have to move. I don't have. Yeah. To, I'm already settled. I have to drive 20 minutes now instead of 10. Like, we can, I'm still in the same. Like, it does. His life doesn't change much. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if we're talking about uh, we're talking about how the contract works, if you're at home and you don't understand it, uh, it was 10 years, $700 million. It obviously blows every other baseball contract out of the water, every contract in sports in general, I think. Um, some, but, some soccer ones are 
I think it's, it's, it's not the biggest confirmed deal like ever. Um, yeah, I don't know if they did conversions because like Ronaldo made like 450 million pounds, which mm. converts to pretty mm-hmm. close. But um, and especially with the new um, Saudi Arabia thing, oh, they Saudi make Arabia. like yeah. like Ronaldo will probably all set and done if he resigns again. will probably make a billion dollars U.S. It, it says it's the biggest contract in sports history. It eclipses uh, Messi's six hundred seventy three million dollar deal with Barcelona. Okay, so yeah, um, okay, okay, yeah. So probably who knows what it's gonna if it's gonna stay like that. It yeah, won't, and that was that was the other thing is uh, it's like I would assume that Ronaldo's and Messi's deals are also shorter term. It's 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 more money at a long at a way yes. shorter term. Yes. Yeah. So while, you know, Otani's, it's still absolutely. I'm oh, not yeah. trying to discount it, but no. Yeah. No. I mean, neither am I. Um, I do understand what you mean. Um, but yeah, like the next biggest one I think is Mike Trout. That's four hundred and some odd million dollars, like four hundred twenty mm-hmm. something million. And which how that was a while ago million. too. So yeah, um, things have changed as well. But yeah, we're talking about how the the contract works. Um, Six hundred eighty million of it is deferred to be paid off after his contract and we've seen it happen before uh obviously the like most well-known one is bobby Bonilla of the mets who i believe is still being paid mm-hmm. um but yeah so shohei gets two mil uh each year for his uh the length of his 10-year contract and then every year after that the dodgers have to pay him 68 million dollars a year which is absurd um again like it makes sense for the dodgers obviously so when do they finally stop paying him uh 2043 Jesus. So, oh, my God. So, yeah. 20 I'm, years from now. 20 years. The 20-year Armchair Athletes I was gonna say during, episode is going to be crazy. I was going to say during the 23rd season of Armchair Athletes. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's just, like, an absurd deal. Um, if they don't get, like, they're not winning a championship, like, five out of the 10 years he's there, then it's, like, a failure as far as I'm concerned. Like, you have to be top of the league every year and you have to be in the World Series every year or else it's just like which even without Otani they usually are and then they always seem to but they, they find they a way to choke yeah. yeah I just I don't know if this is just me being a sports fan that's a nervous person and obviously he has the stats and he's one of the best all time what if he has bad year what if he just all of a sudden now bats 190 and, and can't hit a ball with a, with a tennis racket Good. that would suck right Good. that's why it blows my mind to have a contract that big because he could just go, and first of all, we have no idea if he's ever going to pitch again, which yeah. there's a lot of people saying he probably will, but it'll be a relieving role. Cool. Say he can't, so he's a DH for the rest of his career. If he only bats like 260, you're not really making your $70 million a year. He needs to bat 300, and he needs to hit 45 home runs a year I think for the next probably at least seven to be I not know. considered, which is... To me, looking at that contract, that's such a huge risk, no matter how good he is. I guess that's like any long-term contract in sports. Like, yeah, there's always that risk to it, and yet you're going to have to take it. Like, yeah. if he, he wasn't getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars by the Dodgers, someone else is going to pay it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it just that's the thing that blows my mind about sports contracts. I understand that that's what mm. they need to do, mm. but it's so crazy that he could come tomorrow. I'm, I'm a pessimist when it comes to that kind of thing. He could come out tomorrow, bat 190, and then hit four home runs and then be awful, and then you're stuck, and it's yeah. tough. Um, and it's not like he's a spring chicken. He's, what, 31, 32? Not, I don't think he's that old. I, I think he's over 30, which is a lot to, again, if he's Juan Soto's age doing that, maybe that's another thing. That he's would, 29, so yeah, he'll be okay. just about 40 by the time which, the contract's over. And I, mean, there, yeah. and I mean, he is the biggest sports star in L.A. currently, so... 
I mean, <laughs> you can't like honestly. He's he set the record for I think most jersey sales in. I don't know what the what the like, time frame. Yeah, has. he's he's he's. LeBron's not getting paid till twenty forty three. I just want to circle you don't know back how long to he's playing for. you guys talked about true, the Lakers black jersey earlier, and I forgot to bring this up during the NBA segment. Mm-hmm. I searched up the reason why they can't wear it is because they felt it would because of the courts that the in-season tournament was having, that there would be a visual contrast with the court design. There's a visual contrast. It was black and red and blue. Was it not the in-season final tournament? That's what it says The final four was red and blue. The semi-final court's design, it says. That's weird. Whatever. Anyways, Um, back to Otani. (laughs) I was just, yeah. Oh, yeah, jersey sales in the first 48 hours. Otani's one, Messi's two, Ronaldo's three, I'm going to skip four. I want to see if you guys can guess it. Embrace Harper's number five. So number four. Number four is an NFL player. First 48 hours. Um, since since being signed. signed is it recent? Whatever. Is it Tyree yes. Kill? No. You, I can almost, I'll give you guys each like one guess unless you want more because I can almost guarantee you won't get it. Tommy DeVito. No. Offensive or defensive? Offensive. Russell I'll Wilson? Even, I'll narrow it down. No. Cam Newton? No. McCaffrey. Yeah, more recent than that. No. Um, I'll narrow it down. Uh, quarterback. I'll give you guys each one more guess. Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Recent? Recent, yes. Currently still playing. Is he still on this team? Like, yes. is he? He's on the team that he was drafted by. Is he playing right now? Like, uh, yes. Doc? Uh, no. Final. Wow. Stafford? No. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Justin Fields of the Chicago. Oh, really? Chicago is crazy for that. Well, that's yeah. still surprising to me. I that's what I thought too. Like honestly, like Dak, I figured probably would have been up there. Tyree, I, would, I was thinking people that are good. I, I yeah, I, I made the Fair. Dak guess because it's like Dallas although he's, been, he's not been so bad recently. He hasn't been terrible. Yeah, I just thought that was funny seeing. Like, but when I do actually look, when you ever watch a Chicago Bears game, there is a lot of Fields. People I mean, that's true. Who who else on the Bears are you buying a jersey of? DJ Moore. A lot of it, it's like it's but literally either yeah, Justin, it's Justin Fields, Brian Urlacher, or like, true. yeah, yeah, you got me. probably it. Walter, yeah, but that's like like all timers, yeah, yeah, that's true. Currently but, on the team, yeah, but for the first forty eight hours when he was drafted, I mean, they were so desperate for quarterback. I that's kind of crazy, it, actually. I knew it's just so funny that. to have Shohei, Messi. I wonder, Ronaldo. I wonder, Ramon Menzel is in that. He was a big jersey sale as soon as he got drafted. He's um, probably up there. He as was well. probably like the top one when he got drafted. Oh yeah, but. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. So MLB. I mean, we can continue. I don't know if there's that much else to say. One thing about the Shohei deal, actually, that I do want to talk about is he's got some weird opt-out clauses, um, and maybe I just haven't paid enough attention to certain deals. But this seems kind of strange to me. The only opt-out that he has um, is if a quote-unquote if a specific change in Dodger personnel the player may opt out of contract at the end of season the change occurs so if either the president of baseball operations which is Andrew Friedman for the Dodgers or the owner Mark Walter loses his role with the team uh, then Shohei can opt out of his contract at the end of that season which is pretty crazy um, imagine if he did yeah that dude that would so be funny. wild one year and he's out. Be like, hi, I wanted to go to the Blue Jays the whole time. I mean, the odds guys. of it, the odds of it happening, I'd say, are low. Cause, <laughs> Very low. Because if you're signing Otani, you're probably going to be sticking it out for ten years. Um, but I mean, it would be pretty funny if that did happen. I can't lie. I guess if the deal falls apart by like year seven, he gets fired, and who knows? But um, I mean, yeah. So Shohei's making two million a year. The Dodgers are probably going to pick somebody else up. That's a big name. Uh, I said this in the group chat, and I'll say it on the air. I'm no longer a Yankees hater. I'm now pro whoever can beat the Dodgers. I don't care who it is. If it's the Yankees, so be it. Um, 
I just don't want to see the Dodgers win a bunch of championships because they're skirting luxury tax and deferring $680 million of a contract. Um, yeah, I don't like big market teams, and the Dodgers as of right now are the biggest market and the biggest team, so someone's got to beat them, and whoever that is, I'll be cheering for them. Um, I, I wanted to ask as well, where do the Jays go from here? Because you lost out on Otani, you lost out on Soto before that. We had this discussion last episode. My brother thinks, because he's a big baseball guy, he thinks that they should go after go after either or get both, uh, Bellinger or Soler. Uh, I'm more in on Soler than Bellinger. I think Bellinger's probably due for some regression just because his power numbers were down and he had like fantastic couple fantastic months and he was really good last season with the Cubs, but I just don't know how much I trust him and I feel like he's going to get more money than he probably needs, whereas the one thing that Toronto needs is like a big power bat, and that's all that Soler is. Um, so if they could get him, I'd be happy with that. If they get both of them, and you know, I'm not going to be mad. Uh, Bellinger can fill in at first and play all the outfield spots, so it's not. It would be a terrible deal. He's I don't very think. good defensively too. Yes, he is. Um, so I wouldn't have an issue with it if they signed him. I just feel like whoever signs him, it's probably going to be an overpay. Um, but you know, if you have the money. You were getting ready to dish out five hundred and something million to Otani, so clearly you got the you got the pockets for it. If you're going to sign somebody, you got to do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree they have to do something. Like if they can if they can maybe salvage a good power hitter like Soler out of this off season, then it won't be a complete failure. But going from Otani and Soto is like we can maybe get these guys to Cody Bellinger and Soler is like it's tough. Um, disappointing uh, but I mean I'll be watching them regardless so who knows um, if we want to talk about just some more deals that happened uh, since last time we had the show uh, Tyler O'Neill went to the Boston Red yeah. Sox Canadian legend Tyler O'Neill um, that was on December 12th I was going to make the joke at the start of the segment that the biggest deal to happen on December 9th was Max Dassey to the Braves, which is, of course, the day that Otani signed with the Dodgers, but I don't think it would have landed very well. Um, and then, I mean, outside of that, there haven't been a ton of big I don't deals. Jung Ho Lee Jung-Hoo is. Lee is, the, is a KBO player who signed with the Giants on a six-year deal. He would have been a guy that I wouldn't have minded the Blue Jays signing either, to be honest with you. Uh, he looked really good in the World Baseball Classic and was putting up good numbers there, and he's a fast uh, lefty outfielder with a decent arm so he would have fit exactly pretty much what Toronto needed um, just going through Blue Jays legend Rowdy Telez on the Pittsburgh Pirates one year deal that's pretty good and then uh, really there aren't that many other big names that were getting moved uh, we had some just lots of smaller deals Seth Lugo to the Royals uh, Jorge Alfaro to the Cubs yeah Trace Thompson brother of Clay Thompson, to the New York Mets. So that's something, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of it. So then we'll move on to the NFL from here, the main event. Um, I don't know if I should do, like, the whole Bruce Buffer. It's time. (laughs) (laughs) But here we go. Going to do picks of the week. Lock last week, I had the Dolphins over the Titans. The only reason they lost was because I picked them as my lock. That's fair. That's the literally the only. I, I thought it was the safest pick of any of them. I, in fact, I think I did the thing last week where I was like, I don't even have to explain this pick. Yeah. And then of course they. Ended Hopkins up. had a good week. Will Levis was 
That man's a nut job. It was a that crazy comeback. A it was. It's a crazy comeback. It was I honestly fun. forgot they even played. Yeah. I too. Like, I didn't I was, even watch it. That was the Monday night. Like, yeah. Doubleheader. I think I was I, working on school. Let's. I, well, like, I want to talk about the doubleheaders when we're done with these yeah. picks. We'll go through that after. Upset. I had the Vikings. Are you kidding me? The like worst. My, like my upset streak has to continue with the worst game in years. That was yeah. That, that, was that might be that might be tickling the worst game of all time. Man, that's garbage. Oh, three zero. <laughs> yeah, the last that last three zero game was the Steelers playing the Dolphins, I think, and it was like. <laughs> I don't, I Didn't don't, it snow like four feet that no, game? No, no. But it was terrible weather. It was raining so much that the field was essentially just like mud. Like, and there's a clip the from Raiders the Raiders-Vikings game. game was inside. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Is the I think it was I believe it was Pittsburgh-Miami. And there's a clip from that game where the Pittsburgh player is going to return a punt. And the punt hits the ground and sticks because the ground's so wet. It just hits the ground and stays there. Like, yeah, that sucks and that's a boring game. But at least there's that. You can, there's an excuse for it. It's like the Bills game two years ago where it was... Um, uh, it was like the really windy game, so they were just oh, running yeah, the whole yeah. game. Yeah, the Bills Pats game, Pats won. We're getting some feedback. We're getting some real bad feedback. Can you check the? Ch- there, oh, we go. there we go. Um, I'm sorry, I could not yeah, hear myself think there for a second. I'm gonna try and find that game, and you can go through the rest of your picks. So then, game of the week was Cowboys Eagles. That's not a game of the week. Game of the week probably would have been the Rams and Ravens. Yeah, that was a very good game. They went back and forth. I was watching it till. The Seahawks game started. Probably should have just stayed on the. Ra- Actually, when I was watching the game while the Ravens game was going on, the game was good. But like, I probably should have just stayed on the Ravens game. Yeah. I guess. Um, we'll talk about that later. My frustrations at an all-time high with that team this yep. season. Um, picks for this week: Lock Chiefs over the Patriots. Should I? Sh- Don't do it, buddy. Should I do the? Uh, should I do the? I don't even have to explain this you like should. I did with definitely, the Dolphins. Definitely not, especially how the Kansas City's been playing. We're gonna need you to know what? Kansas, yeah, you're right. Kansas City hasn't been playing great. We've Put it this way. This is probably the worst Kansas City has played in, probably since Mahomes has been in the league. Yeah, well, I agree. But, I, yeah. I mean, I guess you can't count his first year because he played one game. And, hey, New, New England's coming off a win last week. Yep, sure. Um, but I just think that I think it's still, unfortunately, the Patriots and Chiefs. I think that the Chiefs are yeah. going to pull off the win here. Upset. You know what? I've, I'm going to leave this till the end. Game okay. of the week, Lions, Broncos. Two good teams, and Terrell beat me to the punch on the upset in this game. Um, we'll talk about that with Ter- Terrell's pick, but I think it's two very good teams. I ac- Actually, I want to say this. I think the Lions might be frauds, dare I say, after that game against the Bears. And Denver's trending up. They've only been getting better as the season's gone on. They mm-hmm. had a disastrous start, and now they're playing great football. I, I think, think Sean Payton finally figured it out. Figured it out. I think I think the Broncos are going to pull off that win. Hmm. Now on to my upset. I have summoned my own team to end this upset streak. I'm now at nine up. Yeah, my upsets. My last nine upsets have all bombed. So let's hope it's not ten. I had to say <laughs> the line. This- that's that's crazy. I've been saying that line since I want to say it was four and five or yeah, five and six. I, yeah, I think so. Um, so it's been going on for a while. I've summoned my own team, and here's why. So they're on Monday Night Football. The game's in Seattle. They're playing the Eagles, and I know that the Seahawks are struggling. We'll get into that. And I talked. I briefly mentioned my frustrations with that team. But the Eagles these last two weeks. Haven't looked that good either. No, they the Jalen Hurts MVP agenda has sure gone down, I think. Shouldn't have been there to begin with, but yeah. 
MFP more like most fraudulent player. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, well, I mean, he is still a former MVP. Don't, like he's he's a legit. I don't I don't need you to I don't need you to say that the week before he plays the Seahawks because yeah. that's gonna curse us. Hope is there any report on Witherspoon whether he's gonna play? Actually, that's a good point because he he was playing good in that 49ers game and then got hurt which Chavarius Ward had got hurt in that game as well. So I guess at that point it was like the best corners from either team were out. But still, I've ca- I've called on the Seahawks to this, and here's the thing. The Eagles haven't beaten the Seahawks in, I don't know if you've seen this, I think it's like 15 years. Really? Yeah, it's a crazy amount. Because the Seahawks beat them in the 2020 in the, playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs, yeah. That was when Clowney took out. And when DK went. was torching their defense. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm calling upon the Seahawks. It's two struggling teams that I think are b- better than what they've been playing like lately. So, actually, maybe not the Seahawks, but again, we'll let's go over to Terrell for his picks. Okay. Last week, I locked the Niners over the Seahawks. My reasoning was either I'm right and the Seahawks win and I'm happy, or I'm or sorry, I'm right the Niners win and I'm happy, or I'm wrong Seahawks win and I'm happy. Uh, obviously, the Niners won. There really wasn't much to say there. Uh, Broncos, my underdog, was Broncos over Chargers. That one hit, unfortunately. Herbert injury in that game, that kind of stinks. You um, could tell he was not good the whole game. It was in, He, he had bro- heard it before the, mm-hmm. that game, and you could tell like, every single time he dropped back. I remember like he had his finger out like this the whole time. Like He just it's, could not put it down. Yeah, so that's – I mean, he was that, he's that whole Chargers team pretty much. They're just – going to be terrible the rest of the way the stick um, meister might have to eastern pull, stick yeah might have to pull up the socks um and then game of the week eagles cowboys that was disappointing um again really not much to say there um now this week niners didn't fail me before they're not going to fail me again i got niners over cardinals i feel like that's pretty straightforward um the niners just really at this point look kind of unstoppable i think they're easily the best team in the league um and the cardinals are the cardinals so who knows what'll happen, but I'm I'm sticking with the Niners here because they haven't let me down yet. Underdog Broncos over Lions. I thought that was just like kind of a questionable line. I think the Lions are favored by like three points or something, which seems four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's even crazier. Um, like we kind of mentioned, you know, the Lions defense has been just terrible. Broncos defense has been steadily improving along with their offense. So. And uh, I think the other big thing is Jared Goff has kind of been returning to his Jared Goof form in the past <sighs> little bit. He just has been turning the ball over and hasn't looked nearly as uh, nearly as safe with the rock as he has been in previous you, seasons. You're trying to provide competition for my Capitals jokes from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good. One. Um, and then and then uh, my game of the week. Can I just. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Broncos are one ga- one win back of the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yep. That's crazy. So. Scary hours. It's getting getting crazy out there in the AFC West. Um, I mean, AFC in general. And then my uh, game of the week, I got Cowboys-Bills. Obviously, Bills coming off a win last week. Same with the Cowboys. Um, I think this is either going to be uh, another Cowboys, like, just stomping out somebody, or it's going to be Josh Allen kind of keeping the game close. Regardless, I hope, it'll, I hope it's a good game. Um but I think the Cowboys kind of have a chance to like really solidly solidify themselves as a top team in the league this week. Also, we've got Saturday football this week. Oh, do we? Yeah. Two got games. Three, Steelers. Three. Is it there <sighs> three? I think it's just two. Okay. I think it's two. Steelers, Steelers play Saturday Colts football anyway. I can't so. remember. Um, I can go. I yeah, guess. sure. 
Uh, last week, Steelers over Pats, so I'll move on. Um, <laughs> uh, underdog, Eagles over Cowboys. We can move on. Um, game of the week, Chiefs Pills. Obviously, there's a controversy at the end of the game, but I will say that counts. I think it was a good oh, game. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it was yeah. a great game. Um, we will get on into that. Um, so, yeah, I went over two again, which is oh. tough, but oh well. Um, this week, lock, Niners over cards. I. I like I didn't I don't like to try and copy other people, but I, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of a no brainer. Games this week, yeah, yeah. There's a few bad ones for sure, um, and I just think the Niners are just that good that it's like it's ridiculous to mm-hmm. think that they even have a shot of even coming close to losing in that game. Uh, my underdog is the Bears over the Browns. Don't know why, but I kind of feel it coming. They feel it's been good don't, recently. Don't I don't hate against, that pick. Don't bet against Joe Flacco. Don't do it. It's that's true. It. That's true. But I it. just think like Fields look good. The Bears, considering how bad they were at the starting, they're five and eight now. That's not that bad. That's not a respectable terrible. record considering um, how bad they were. Like they should have been. They should be double tanking with the Carolina pick. Yeah, they don't need true. to be winning games. So I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. It is funny. Um, yeah, I don't like it when people tank, but whatever. Um, so yeah, Bears over Browns because uh, maybe. Um, and then my game of the week is Cowboys Bills. Although, looking at the Bills and the Eagles, I think the Eagles are much better than the Bills. So it could be another, like what you said, it could be like a forty to ten game, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised. But I would like to see it to be close. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess we could say that the Cowboys are less fraudulent with the whole mind under five hundred teams. True. They showed up and showed out against basically the best team in the league mm-hmm. record wise through that period. Mm-hmm. So they're finally starting to beat teams that are. That are legit. Mm-hmm. Um, Dax looked really good. He could be MVP. He should be MVP, as far I, as I'm yeah, concerned. Th- yeah, I he kind of has to fair. be. If it's the quarterback award, then yeah, it's kind of kind of it. And I mean, I guess we all have had the conversation about Purdy, but I think maybe maybe he has a shot. But he has a shot. I don't think he should win it though. We can talk no, about that later. I'll get no. into my picks. Okay. Uh, last week I had the Niners over the Seahawks. That hits. I had the Jets over the Texans for my upset. Will the Clairvoyant. Wow. Crushed. Yeah, 30-8. Th- 30-6. to eight. 30 to six, I literally, it? I was like, what is that scoreline? Because yeah. the Jets' defense is just that good. Yeah. All they need is a quarterback that can kind of play football. Which happened this week. And it did happen this week. I've kind of been supportive of Zach Wilson. Not Maybe not, like, supportive, but, like, <laughs> He didn't deserve to get benched, I no. don't think. Especially uh, when it's like, who are you putting who in you behind putting him? Trevor yeah. Simeon and Tim Boyle. Like, it's not like you on. picked someone first overall the year before and they're yeah. just holding out and they're like, okay, finally we'll do it. Yeah. Like, you're not like you're not getting anything across doing that. Boyle was not going in there and playing oh, better than Zach no. Wilson. It just was not going to happen. And then Garrett Wilson had a good game, too, Yeah, for once in uh, a while. So. so did Brees Hall. He was playing mm-hmm. good in the passing game. Uh, my game of the week, Chiefs-Bills, we'll talk about that. This week for my lock, I have the Rams over the Commanders. I think the Rams are just ramming right now. <laughs> Taylor, you're going to have to think of something to yeah, say. Yeah, you're going to have yeah. to get a bad Hey, I did MFP. Game, so. Oh, true. Oh, true. That we was a pretty to, good one. Acknowledge that the one. boys that are true. firing on all cylinders <laughs> today. Uh, Four no, flops on jokes. I like the Rams, man. They're looking yeah. good on offense. I mean, Cooper Cup's looking like... A bit better. A bit better, yeah. yeah. Kyron Williams is back, and boy, is he a dog. Um, Puka. Puka. No no yeah. glove Puka. Yeah, yeah finger crazy. tape Puka. That's a throwback right there. Yeah. 
Uh, my upset is Broncos over the Lions. We kind of already talked about that. Cortland Sutton. Oh, oh my gosh, is he good? He's I've good. got him on my one fantasy team. I, so. I picked him Man, up. all his catches are nice. System. Every single one of his catches is nice. Yeah. And he's got a touchdown. I don't think he has a touchdown in like three games. Three games he doesn't have a touchdown this wow. season. Yeah. He's playing good. Yeah, um, I think he's got yeah, he's got thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, like he's he's going crazy. Yeah, uh, my game of the week is Cowboys Bills. I really hope that game doesn't flop because a lot of yeah. us are riding on yeah. that. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> There's like six games in our pool of picks this week. It's not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just going through and looking for other games that might be good. Jags Ravens. I wasn't Jags, falling Ravens. into the Jags no, trap. Absolutely not. I saw that too and I was like, nope, not happening. Is um, Lawrence out? No, I think he's out. Well, but he's also on like that high ankle sprain. He was playing he should not have been out there as far as I'm concerned. Mm. No. Um Jets Dolphins maybe? I think it was foolish to put him in that. Potentially game. Jets Dolphins if, if Jets Tyreek doesn't play He's questionable right oh, now. Is he? Yeah, because of that uh, ankle oh, sprain yeah, from last true. week. I mean, he came back and played still, but I think he'll tape the ankle up and he'll go for it. They look trying to get the two thousand yards. You're chasing two K, yeah. Yeah, they didn't look like the Dolphins last week when he wasn't out there. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like first pass of the game, I don't know if you guys watched that at all, but Tua threw through this hospital ball to Jalen Waddle and he got crushed. Oh yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, that was a brutal throw. Yeah. Um. Justin Jefferson too, which we could talk about. Yeah, that was a hospital pass as well. Where do we want to start? Because um, there's, I will say, it was a very newsworthy week in the NFL. Oh, there's one big one I got to talk about, but we'll talk about it when we get to it because okay. his name it's, is right there. It is down though. Well, it's his name is there. So okay, we can, okay. We can, Should we, we just start with the uh, the armchair civil war last week? Yes. Yeah. Patriots, that, Steelers. That was so funny. Hey, considering that wasn't the worst game of the week, that's a victory. That, that was a good true. game. It, it was, was actually a pretty game. good game. It was I, fun. When we walked in and there was already a touchdown on the board, I was like, man, that's kind of – I was not ready for that. Crazy. Yeah, we missed the first, what, like three minutes of the game? Yeah, the I first one was really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just – it was funny being there and watching a Steelers fan who still wants to win and a Patriots fan who wants to lose <laughs> and just both outcomes not coming You through. know what it is for me now? Like, as much as, yeah, I, I enjoy my sports team winning, these last two weeks have been brutal. Yeah. We lost to the two worst teams in the league. First yeah. time ever that's ever happened, I think, the two bottom yeah, teams some, or something like that. There was some like ridiculous stat. stat. What does that make you? Not the good. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ben's, thro- Ben's thrown out shade on – Instagram well, too, I just think it comes or on a down, podcast or whatever he said it. There's three things you can rely on: death, taxes, Steelers, and Bill mid. Belichick beating the Steelers. Oh, true, but you can also rely death, taxes, and Tomlin finishing over 500 too. That's so. also true. I'd probably bet on that more. Um, I mean, if we want to talk about Belichick, yeah, he might be out of there. That's man, that's a greasy report to throw out. We it reminds you know, me you know of, what's crazy. It reminds me of in hockey last year. We brought this up on the show when Bruce Boudreaux. With the Canucks, that thing. Mm -hmm. That's what it reminds me of. You know what's crazy, though? And this might be a little bit hot because he is, like, the best coach probably all time, and it's all Patriots. Do you think in the back of his mind he's kind of like, maybe it's time for me to go? I'd get out of there if I were him. He's clearly still a great defensive coach. I was going to say, like, is it not, like, kind of like a – yeah, there's the one side where it's like, I'm the franchise coach. I've been the coach through all this. Or is it like, maybe a new beginning is nice? I, and I could do something on a team with good players. I've done it before. Yeah. As a fan, I don't 
mind him as a coach because he is that defensive guy and we're gonna have a great defense no matter who we have mm-hmm. never no matter what's going on with the season yeah but i don't think he should be in charge of offense and drafting offense and drafting because that's been our maybe he'll be a defense worst. coordinator yeah exactly and i i don't know if he would go down to that though. i was gonna say i don't know if yeah. he can he someone would, like that he would have to just go to a team and be just defensive play caller and let someone else be oc um and i've like, seen I'm trying to think of Okay. Yeah, yeah that could be the, somewhere that yeah. needs improvement. Him. So yeah, he'd have that Chargers defense looking. He'd have him in tip-top shape. Oh yeah, and all I see is like memes about like, like uh, Star Wars, like Emperor Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Welcome, young Skywalker, as Justin, Justin Herbert, Herbert walks into yeah. his office. <laughs> Cleo Max can have a fourteen pack by the time. <laughs> Joey Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack will put up twenty sacks apiece in yeah. Bill Belichick. Hey, defense. I I would do it. I mean, yeah, Brandon Staley, like that's his one issue is that his defense is always terrible. So, well, his well, offensive play his whole is very he's terrible. not good. He's not good, <laughs> and I, I shouldn't say his one issue. His his biggest issue is the defense sucks. His other biggest issue is that he has no players anywhere other than Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. So, so maybe though, but the thing is, you want to, a lot of people. It's like Greg Popovich. Most NBA players would play for Greg Popovich because oh, yeah. it's Greg Popovich. Maybe he goes to the Chargers and people will come. Maybe that's true, right? So yeah, maybe he's not great at drafting, but. People will come and play for him. That potentially, <laughs> Chargers. The Chargers bounce back season next year after they tank for a top pick is going to be generational with Bill Belichick at the helm. Potentially, there's also the talks about Arthur Smith going nowhere uh, for the Falcons, yeah, which true. fantasy football fans are preying on his downfall right now. But they're mm. not going to get it. Looks like send him to send him to Atlanta. I want to see. I want to see Justin Fields in Atlanta. As the decoy quarterback for Desmond Ritter, because that's what we're doing with every skilled position player they got in Atlanta. Do it with Kyle Pitts, do it with Bijan Robinson. <laughs> I want two quarterbacks on the field at all times. I need a new scheme out there. Um, I mean, we can talk about Seattle. Okay. If we want to. Yeah. We get it out of the way. We can move on to happier things <sighs> afterwards. My frustrations with this team are at an all-time high. It's, or yeah. at least for this season anyways. They're yeah. at a pretty high point. You have it down here. They need to tank. But, man, if they lose every game from here on out, is DK Metcalf gone? He shouldn't be. I'm. But do you think he wants out at that point? Potentially. I think he probably understands the fact that they're not winning anything this year. And maybe, yeah, he's like, barring a great comeback next year, we probably aren't going to win anything anyways. And maybe he does want out. Um, I don't know. He just signed that extension. Um. I hope he stays. The fans that think he's a problem, I really don't understand that. You know where he'd be crazy, and I'm sorry because we all don't like them. Cowboys. Don't no, he's not going. To Dallas. He would be crazy to the Cowboys though. He's not going to Dallas. DK can, would be crazy on any team that has an offensive coordinator. That's true. Yeah. Um, Shane well, Waldron, but like having that CD as his the the one two punch, they'd be ridiculous. Shane Waldron should be fired into the sun after this season. <laughs> he yeah, like you can't even offense. talk about bad offenses, boys. I mean, we can. It's just you have his beat. Yeah, like, <laughs> just because it's not as bad as, like, Matt at least, you sc- at least you scored 40 points against Dallas or 38 points that's against true. Dallas. Yeah. I mean, Dude, we've scored under 20 points every game. That's just, that's, I think, just the talent difference between the two offenses and less of an offense. It's not like Shane Waldron's scheming guys open because he's so good at play calling. It's that you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and JSN on the, as your K- wide receiver. And then Kane. What I'm saying is I don't think your offense is that bad. It for the talent that's on it, yeah, it's been disappointing. Um, 
Okay. I think like, I think it's. I a, don't know. There's that one big spot that I don't find a lot of talent in, and we know what spot I'm talking about here. And that's yeah. the guy running the whole thing. Yeah, but man, the play calling hasn't been great either. You can't. Yeah, like you'll see. No, but I just think. Yeah, I, it, it could be too. But. They don't use the middle of the field enough, which is like a big thing. And when you have DK Metcalf, who can like just run across the middle of the field and burn everybody, you should be utilizing it like every single game. Um, it's just it's been disappointing. Uh, Do you think that's because they don't have trust in Geno? I think it's just because Shane Waldron sucks. Every time they throw because, the ball over, because you know what it is for well. Steelers, I find a lot of the time it's it's trust. I think. I mean, it's, but, he's bad, and yes, his play calls are bad, but I think it's because they don't trust. Like when Ken, okay, I'm bringing it back to I season for one of the major offensive plays. It's sad that we have one offensive play that I can think about because we're so bad on offense that I can think about him. the one is. Is the Pickens touchdown right at the end of the game? Oh, I think yeah, it was against yeah. Cleveland. And when he when he threw his thing down because he was ticked that they call it. That's because they didn't trust that play. Yeah, he didn't call that play because uh, it's not going to work. He just did. He thought there was no chance it was going to happen, and he was ticked that they even tried it. Mm-hmm. For you guys, I think there's certain times where that could be it as well. Well, I think I'm not saying that Shane Waldron is good, and it's just because he doesn't trust. I'm just saying there's maybe there's an aspect where sometimes those plays don't get thrown into a playbook because they don't trust it. Well, I but, think with like we watched this week here, Drew Locke, who I thought actually didn't look much different from Gino. Dare I say? Mm. Like if Gino's in that game, there it's the same. I think it's almost the same game. Yeah, they're which is the, the which anyways. is what my point kind of which is. is that. And here's the thing: is that Drew Locke, I thought he actually played well at the start of the game. There was that pass to DK for the touchdown, mm. which is very nice pass. And I Taylor maybe has a point with the trust thing because the play calling after that was way too conservative mm-hmm. like you gotta they go for it they weren't they weren't throwing the ball very much at all and Especially when they were against someone like san fran who will just eat you, you alive yeah, you if you don't pass when, no but if you just go to that conservative exactly. offense it's too easy for that you, defense to know exactly what you're doing every especially play. with how disappointing and the seattle defense has been this year like you can't you're not going to outscore the nine or you're not going to like win by just holding on to the ball although i wouldn't points. say the defense has been their your weak point Seattle's it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great, but your offense is, it's, I think, shockingly worse. It plays well at the start of the game, and then the offense goes out and usually stinks it up. Put it this way, yeah, like your 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 defense can only do so much sometimes. Yeah. You need some support, and I feel like they haven't got as much support. Um, but a lot of the play calls, it seems, they run the ball, like we said, or they throw a check down, usually to DJ Dallas or whoever it's usually dj dallas and then it's for two yards and it's makes me lose my mind every time yeah um, you know who i'm i want to say about I, the defense though it's it's okay it's, it's not good it's well i don't it's, think it's bad though it's it's not do you want to know where they rank in total yards allowed per game in the league where 28th do you want who's behind them Chargers, Broncos, Bengals, Commanders. It and the feels Broncos like gave up seventy. It feels like the yeah, that, like the Broncos in the last seven games, they got to be up there. It feels like with that high. defense, though, there's p- players on that defense that are good and that shine, and then there's players that are just. It's weird because you look at the team sheet and you don't look at their stats, and their defense doesn't look bad. It's just they're not playing well. They're yeah. they're bottom twenty in every defensive stat. They have third down defense. They're thirtieth. Oh, their third down defense is awful. Uh, red zone defense, they're 26th. Scoring defense, they're 27th. Yeah. So they're bottom, they're bottom third of the league in every defensive stat. And yes, the offense has been bad, but the defense hasn't been good either. Yeah. So as much as like it is easy to hang the blame on Geno because he has been playing well and the offense has not been good, they aren't going to win games anyways with this defense. So. Yeah, I know. 
I also thought there was times where, yeah, it, there was just so many points in that 49ers game where I was like, I thought that the Seahawks had a, because it was a close game. Yeah. It was, wh- what was the final score, 28-16 or something like that? Uh, I think, yeah, so you had to put up two scores, I can't remember what the So it's not, it's not out of control. Like it, was it wasn't a, like the first game. No, it was a winnable game, and it was winnable throughout. Like It wasn't until that last interception, which was basically an arm punt, mm. that the game got sealed for the 49ers. But it, I, don't, my, I was just so frustrated watching that game. And I, I will say the safeties have been playing awful, namely Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams has not been good, yeah. And I, I I don't know. You guys are Seattle fans, so you're gonna think differently. I'm not a huge fan of Jamal Adams. I like him still. I, I liked him when he played for the Jets. I yeah. wish that they would. He's just like he's not there in coverage, and I feel like yes, that's his bread and butter is to rush the passer, and he he loads the box. It's just like you need to be able to at least be competent. Yeah. Yeah, he got torched on that one play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's not com- he's not a competent coverage guy, no. and you can look. Okay, I'm a Steelers fan, and I really like Minka Fitzpatrick. He's good at coverage and he still does load the box quite often he's decent at that too mm. he's not jamal adams when he loads the box i think jamal adams is one of the best strong safeties when he's blitzing yeah but there's got to be a balance and yeah. he gets there he gets your team in trouble yeah. when he has to step back into coverage i'm just i'm now just looking through it's different. like you might as well get him to eat a couple cheeseburgers over the offseason and convert him to an end he's one popeye's biscuit away from being a <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, might as well just switch in positions yeah. completely. It's just that we don't have – he like, I do agree he probably should be, uh, like, a linebacker in the box pretty much. Yeah. But we just don't have another no. safety. No, but I think you him. could – if you can make that work where you can go out and get someone that takes Jamal Adams' and spot. Bobby Wagner is not good in coverage either anymore. It kind of sucks. Old. Yeah. He's too old. And it's, it sucks to say, and I wasn't a fan of him last year, and I was, like, trying to get myself hyped up again for him this year, but – he looks just – he's lost a step athletically, and it's sad to see because he's one of my favorite players growing up. Um, but he just looks lost in coverage sometimes, and he doesn't have the athleticism to make up for it. Um, still good at, like, stopping the run, but, yeah, he's just, like – I will say in coverage. the problem coming into the season was defensive line and stopping the run. I think they've been playing better this year. Jaron Reed's been pretty good on the defense. Jaron Reed, if – what, if it wasn't for uh, Demar Hamlin, probably would be up there for comeback player of the year, just in terms of how bad he was last year, yeah, and how much he's improved this year. I think he has like six or seven sacks on the season, but like, then he's been great. See, for every positive with that defense, it seems there's a negative because then Draymond Jones has Draymond Jones been a waste of money. And I think uh, the big thing was the Nuosu injury. I think that was the biggest hit to this defense because he was yeah. good against the run and against the pass, and then you kind of lost that edge. And Frank Clark hasn't been good since he joined the team. No. Daryl Taylor hasn't been good this season at all. Um, obviously, Boye Mafes had a huge jump, and he's looked pretty good this season. But, I mean, outside of that, yeah, that D-line just hasn't – him and Jerron Reed, really, that defensive line just hasn't been very good. Leonard Williams has been playing yeah, he's been, good he, since that's, that coming was a good to Seattle. Deal. That was a good deal. But, yeah, I I don't know. What do we think against the Eagles for next week? It's I think the Eagles have a lot of the same problems that the Cowboys do, although their problems on defense, I think, are bigger. Uh, it's going to be – I think that will end up being a closer game. Actually, I don't even – I think the Seahawks have a chance to win it, and that's not even just me being a homer. The Eagles' secondary is just not good, and I'm fairly certain that at the moment uh, Darius Slay is out. Um, Or at least he currently hasn't been participating in practice. So that's a huge loss for their secondary, which already is not good this year. Um, And we saw what happened even when uh, uh, a better secondary in Dallas came up against the Seattle offense and they got torched. 
Uh, I am a little concerned about A.J. Brown and uh, yeah. Devontae Smith, especially if Devin Witherspoon is going to be out. Um, and Trey Brown's injured too. Oh, true. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, I forgot Ooh. about that. He's been playing well. He has been. He's been a good three next to Tariq and, um, and uh, Witherspoon. Um, I mean, I feel like it could be similar to the Cowboys game, honestly, where it's just kind of like both offenses are putting up a good yeah. amount of points. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm again, just reading through defensive statistics and offensive statistics. Offensively, they're pretty much middle of the pack for everything except for third down offense and red zone offense where they're like, again, bottom third because that is that has easily been the most frustrating part of this team, I think, is the third down offense and the red zone offense. It just seems like they can't convert ever. Yeah. Um, when you're tied with teams, you're tied in third down conversion or red zone offense at 50%. You're tied with the Panthers, the Bucks, uh, Saints, Broncos. It's like just not good stuff. Um, and then third down offense, they're 26th, and they're only ahead of the Raiders, the Patriots, Titans, Browns, Giants, and Jets, who have all like injuries to quarterbacks or bad quarterback play and backups are in. Um their offense has just been – it's been so frustrating because obviously the pieces are there, and we know the pieces are there because, like Taylor said, they put up 40 on the Cowboys or almost 40 on the Cowboys, and, you know, they've scored tons of points this season, but it's just they're so inconsistent. And, uh, yeah, the play calling really hurts them a lot of the time. Real quick here, do we want to discuss what we saw from DK Metcalf again at the end of that game? Because I'll yeah. be honest. I'll say what I think. Um, I didn't have a problem. No, and here's why is because so he suplexes Fred Warner, which is out of frustration. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, Probably yeah. shouldn't have done that. But I seen that and I went, at least someone cares. Yeah. It wasn't your typical DK penalty where I think where he cost the team a big play. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he got himself a highlight. The other thing is, Fred Warner on that same play came up while DK was on the ground and smacked him in the back of the head with his helmet. That was the like, set. That's just true. tackled him. So. And I think, I think maybe, or I don't, I don't know, but I'm speculating that a lot of it was that, like, last play where the Niners had the interception or whatever, and it was game over, and they decided to lateral it and keep the play going for no reason. Everybody knows I don't have a problem with running up the score. Go ahead, Seattle, how much funny. they suck. Why not? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but that would be frustrating as a player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like... Yeah, you got to be in those shoes. As a fan, it's one thing. And then, well, earlier in the game, I don't know if you saw when he broke the helmet rack thing. I didn't. He slammed his helmet on the, it was like, there's like those poles on the bench that hold your helmet. And he slammed his helmet onto it and broke it. Um, And when I seen that, I said the same thing. I'm like, at least someone cares. Yeah. Because it seemed like the rest of the team, that game just didn't didn't care. Um, There was no effort, really, I didn't think. Yeah, no. And... And then, yeah, so you mentioned the Fred Warner thing. And I'm going to be honest, if that were me that got hit like that, yeah, I'd have I'd done a whole lot more than grab too. his mask and trash talk. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been mad too. I mean, it's it's like he's getting a reputation for kind of doing that sort of stuff, so it doesn't look good. But at the same time, I can understand his frustrations, um, especially with how disappointing the team has been this year. So it's not good, obviously, but... It's not the biggest problem that the Seahawks have right now is DK's behavioral stuff. So, whatever. Um, that was a very long Seahawks discussion. I apologize to Will and Taylor who had to listen to me and Terrell vent. <laughs> but now the thing is different is you guys 
go into depth when your team is struggling and blame it on a lot of people. I'm just like, Steelers suck, and the Steelers suck. <laughs> That's true. No, hang on a sec. I just Hang like to move second. on from the subject. Najee, yeah, fair. I was going to say Najee. Najee Harris gets <laughs> Yeah, but you guys that. tell me to talk about that. They get a lot I of, will move on. He gets a lot yeah. of... Put it this way. When my team struggles, I don't like talking about it. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. Whereas you guys are, are, are there to, to analyze it, I'm like, yeah, the Steelers suck. Yes, Najee Harris is the worst running back to ever grace a f- f- field, ever. Bro, but, never watched Seahawks' Eddie Lacy. <laughs> oh, man. But he only played there for what? A year? Because he was bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that sucks. That's what I mean. He's got to be gone. You can't be Anyways, free. we're not, we're, again, what, what I mean is, like, it's kind of funny how you guys go into depth when your team is losing because you talk about it. I just like to move on. I usually. Agree. Like, I being I a, don't mind being, it at all. Like, you guys think, have And you know what's even more funny? Yeah. You guys' teams aren't good, and you guys, our team, yes, they're not good. We're still playing better than both your teams. Record-wise and stuff like that, which yeah. is kind of crazy to think. We about. have I mean, another. We, I will say the Patriots. I don't know how we lost the yeah. Patriots and the Cardinals. We have so. another armchair. But we're, still pl- but we're still in the playoffs. We have another armchair yeah. athlete civil war coming up. I'm not sure if it's, it's Seahawks Steelers. Yeah, yeah. it'll be 16. interesting. Again, we could both be in and out of it, and it's a game that nobody cares. And we might have Mason Rudolph starting, and you might have is there gonna, starting. Is there going to be a jersey bet on that one? I have. I, don't I think have it depends that. who starts. True. I don't uh, listen. I don't have anything in on that game because uh, I have the point down here. I think Seahawks like what's the point in winning at this point in the season? I, I same with the Steelers. If they're out after this game, next yeah. game, why? We're gonna get to Week 16. It's gonna be like who the heck cares? I, I agree that lose. it's probably yeah. best if you tank and then you, hopefully you get like a Michael Penix they're or sitting, someone. They're sitting at uh, 13, I think, right now on Tankathon. Which this is how you know the, Where are the Steelers on down that? the drain. Twenty fifth. Uh, they are twenty third. You know who's supposed? To, you know who the Steelers are supposed to get? I've seen a lot of mod drafts though. The guy, Washington receiver, Akazuzi uh, or whatever his name Rome, is. Roma, Roma, Roma Dunze? Dunze. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Whatever his name is, that guy looks good. So I think I'm he'll go before he, that. He probably will, but from what I've seen so far, it also doesn't <laughs> say that the Steelers are gonna. For him it also doesn't say ball. that the Steelers are gonna finish with the twenty third pick. They think they're gonna finish higher. Finish higher. Seventeenth. Yeah, that's fair. Um. One thing I wanted to talk about, which was a bit of a meme from the last week, is Danny DeVito's agent. That is oh the most goodness. Italian thing. That yes, is the funniest is. thing I've seen. I think my, in a long my time. My mind is telling me he doesn't dress like that every day. And he's no, they made him. They made him do it. They made him no, do it. No, no, he does. Have you, yeah, there's my other heart, pictures. My of heart working. is telling me he does. You think he does that, dress, dress his, like that? That's his everyday attire. I, no, that's what I mean. Sorry, I think he does too. My heart is telling me that. He it's probably. He has seven of those exact outfits. Hanging you know what it is, house. too? And then his loungewear is just like a wife beater with a gold chain. No, it's the exact same suit. It's just like a different fabric. And like a... Oh, like okay. A, a or he wears like a velvet robe. Yeah, exactly. He's got like a sweatsuit uh, that yeah, comes yeah, yeah. like the... He's got all the gold rings on. Yeah, and he's got like a Zip cotton down fedora. Like yeah. a great yeah, yeah, cotton yeah. fedora. He, he just looks like if you took like a mob guy out of like the... Yeah, like, like Godfather, literally. Yeah, and just dropped him onto a football field to be an agent. That's what he'll look That's like. That's so... And they're just all sitting in the stands kissing each other when I, he scores. It's, it's, it's just the most perfect Italian family. But I, I love it so much. It's so fun. That it is yeah. good. Um, he's actually not even been playing bad either. He's been playing good. I mean, yeah. they pulled off the upset year. against yeah. the Packers. Big... Big win in terms of playoff Them and the Bears, it's like you thought would have thought these might be the two worst franchises we've seen in a long time, and they both are not. They're not terrible. They're not good, Listen, but they're not terrible. We're we're one Giants win and one Seattle loss away from them having the same record. So that's just so frustrating crazy to, to think about. about. If we did this like eight weeks ago, we would have been like, "There's no chance." What's well, yeah? Because Seattle started five and two. I would have been like, that was that would have been right after the Giants got sacked twenty seven thousand times in that Seahawks game. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. No, well, but. Not anymore. 
So Danny Cutlet might be the new guy in <laughs> in the Meadowlands. Tommy Cutlets? He's yeah. Or Tommy, not Danny. Whatever. He's, Danny's just getting cut. He's. I mean, can they? I, How much I, is because I keep deal? I keep getting mixed up Danny DeVito and Tommy DeVito, and Danny DeVito's oh, an true. actor. So. I was thinking that's what I was thinking. I'm like, are we talking like? No, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlet's gonna be the new guy. Makes sense. Why not? New York, New York through and through. Might as well. He's, yeah, the most New York guy ever. Mm. I mean, if we're talking about New York quarterbacks, Zach Wilson too had a good game last week against the Texans. Those two are the AFC and the NFC, NFC players offensive of players of the week. I know. Awesome. I put on our show graphic: Are the New York quarterbacks great? Yes, they are. <laughs> Clearly, the answer have is to be. yes. You don't you don't win AFC and NFC Player of the Week for or Player of the Week for nothing. Again, know? another thing that I if you had told me Zach Wilson would be an NFC or AFC Player of the Week, that guy's gotten clowned more than anyone on this show. Like between him and Najee Harris. Yeah, that's true. I can't, can't, Najee Harris isn't that bad. I just say he's bad. He's not clowned. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, he if gets it, anybody he gets we have to clown. We haven't even talked about this, but the Kadarius Tony offside. That's Ooh, true. We'll Chiefs get we'll game. get to we'll get to that right after this. I think if we unless are we done with that New York. Oh, I was just I saying it was kind of funny how they were kissing each other in the stands. They're, yeah, full on like and doing kiss, the like the not hey. It's oh, so, it's so funny. They got to make that case. You know how, like, <laughs> you know how, like, Russell Wilson has that little Superman logo on his shirt? Yeah. yeah. They got to do Tommy DeVito with the hand. That's free money, baby. <laughs> that <laughs> would be so cool. And then New on the York other side, just a chicken cutlet right there. Why not? Tommy Cutlets. Get it on a jersey. I need a Cutlets jersey. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Russell Get Wilson Superman logo. Is that the Walter yeah, Payton Man of the Year? Yeah. yeah sorry. Thinking. That might have been yeah. disrespectful. I don't well, know. Because well, <laughs> um, Dak has it, too. Yeah. 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 So if you win man of the year, you get or it. or the captain sign. It's not captain. It says it's a C, and this is cutlets and cursive. Uh, oh, there we go. Oh, that'd be, that'd be perfect. Five stars. Okay. We got it. Yeah. Um, Will, you briefly mentioned the co- next controversy of the week. Oh man, I mean, we talked about this like as the game was happening in the group chat, and I said it's hilarious how like nonchalant the Chiefs are as they took on that final minute drive. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, we've seen that time and time again from Patrick Mahomes. And it worked out. Uh, pass to oh. Travis Kelsey right up the middle. Lateral to Kadarius Tony. Oh, and, beautiful. Uh, touchdown. That, that was the end of it, right? Yeah. Was, I, I don't know. I turned the game off. I saw there was a flag. I figured it was probably something unimportant, maybe like defensive holding or yeah. something, you know? No, it wasn't. It was a offsides on the offense no. called. What? Yes. One thing we got to take away from that, what a spiral throw from Travis Dude, Kelsey. that was a laser. Wow. Unreal. Uh, Did not see that coming. I was hoping he just throw behind the back. Crescent Heights court quarterback ohio heights cincinnati something like, heights something like that i don't know they always talk about it in the podcast yeah yeah crescent yeah. heights i think it is yeah yeah dude that was yeah that was an unreal play and i loved how fast from andy reed and patrick mahomes patrick mahomes up to josh allen after the game that was the worst effing call i've ever seen and andy reed talking about it <laughs> it's like josh allen just saying like yeah what, what well, am my I fault bro what are you like, talking to me about it for <laughs> he but, ended up apologizing in the press conference though did you see that mahomes i'm yeah. sure yeah like to da- to josh allen because not after, even because of the whole spat just literally because oh, yeah, he's yeah. like i felt disrespectful to josh like it wasn't his fault well yeah i mean <laughs> but and then i think that was so you're mad that sorry go ahead I'm i was just gonna say watching the footage afterwards it was so insanely obvious that he was off sides and i, I was understand. gonna say so you're mad that they made the right call yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it's because they thought it's because Mahomes thought it was an unnecessary time well, it was that, and he thought they Katoni or Kadarius Tony had initially said that he had checked in with the ref to see if he was lined up correctly. I saw footage that and he does. No, he he really he kind like kind of half like he like half heartedly goes like oh, and then just lines up on the ball. Um, 
Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Logical Nonsense Podcast. They've been supporting us on social media, so Big we'll show. show support to them. They had a discussion on their show about who's more immature this week, DK or Patrick Mahomes. I we think gave it's Mahomes. We gave our thoughts uh, on the whole DK thing. It's you know Mahomes. what it is though. If you base on reputation, Mahomes has never had an outburst. Like that's that. that's that's, that's why everybody's like, oh my, what do you mean? Why is he saying? But that? even if he did, like going up to the opposing quarterback immediately after the game and complaining about the refs. To no, him, exactly, like, exactly. No, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not immature. It's just like everybody's blowing it up right now because it's never happened before, and I think he finally just lost it. Yeah, and his I team mean, is he's having again, the worst struggles he's had in his career. Frustrating season for the Chiefs too, yeah. especially from the receivers. If I was Mahomes, I wouldn't have been talking to Josh Allen. I would have been up to Kadarius Tony, been like, "Dude, what are we doing, man? You do this yeah. like every week at this point." Mm. It's hilarious. It was Tony too. Him and, yeah, <laughs> like who else? You know? Yeah. Of course, it's Kadarius Tony. That's so bad. He's, man. He had that that punt return in the Super Bowl, and it was like, okay, it was a worthwhile trade. And he's like, very slowly, he's pushing the limits to see how worthwhile that trade really was. To see if the pros still outweigh the cons. Um, he's just he's just been like so many mental errors and like that week one game against the Lions where he pretty much single handedly gave the Lions that game. He's been terrible. Like there really isn't anything else to say about it. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it before. Mahomes not having any receivers outside of Kelsey. And if there's anything that's going to come back to bite them in the playoffs, it's going to be that. They're like this is probably the best Chiefs defense that we've seen since Mahomes has been playing, but it's the worst Chiefs offense we've seen since Mahomes has been playing, and it's really not his fault. No. Um, yeah, their receivers are just, like, generationally bad. So maybe, you know, they pick someone up this draft and they're good. I mean, Rasheed Rice has looked pretty good this season so Rasheed far. Rasheed Rice so has been good. He maybe, scored last week, I think. Yeah, he did. so maybe he'll pan out and it'll he'll be their number one guy. And who Again, knows, I think that'll be a couple years away before he's the number one guy. Oh, yeah. They need to look for somebody to be their number one guy. They should. They, maybe... Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams? Uh, I mean, if yeah, I if I was Devontae Adams, I wouldn't play until I was out of Las Vegas because putting up zero points. No, but I mean, like, that's someone, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, he, that would be cool for him to go there. Yeah. I, I think him know. and Mahomes would be ridiculous I together. just don't know what they would have to give up to get him, and it might be a little bit too much. Well, um, I don't know, yeah. Um, What else do we got here? We could talk about Ravens and Rams because Stafford and Lamar were having a sidearm off. They were throwing. Some yeah, he was throwing side. <laughs> they were throwing some ridiculous passes. I mean, it's like, in terms of arm talent around the league, Stafford gets Stafford, underlooked. Stafford is up there high. Lamar's up there high, and it's like him and Mahomes and Josh Allen. I think maybe Mahomes and Josh Allen are kind of off in their own. You tier, know what it is? Like, I I still can never put Lamar Jackson as a passing quarterback, but until this year. I feel like this year he's been going off on the No, but usually it's like you think Lamar Jackson, he's the, one of the best rushing quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. And you don't always think of his passing as first. This year he's been showing it off a lot more. He's he's been he's he's always been pretty good passing and I think he showed that in his MVP season, but yeah, he has specifically been like a Excuse me? Thanks, Siri. Um <laughs> never had my laptop go off on Siri before. Um but yeah, he's I think yeah, you're right. He has just been having a a very good season uh, this year. I just don't know if I just haven't noticed it as much because he was so crazy running the ball that I don't, he, you don't think about his passing. And now that his passing has been so good this year, he has always been like, yeah. If you if you go and watch film of him, he's been like, mm-hmm. I guess it's just more evident looking. Yeah, now. yeah. I don't know. Um, so but yeah, fantasy this year. We'll say. And then and then you know walk off punt return touchdown. I feel like that pretty much solidifies game of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean that was a great game. It's happened twice uh, this year. Yeah, week the, one and yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think 
One, another thing I want to talk about in this game is uh, the Rams defensive coordinator, and I just I should have maybe brought him up a different week than this one because still obviously got up, what was it thirty three points put up against them uh, versus the Ravens. But we talked about it at the start of the year where the Rams had like nobody on their defense outside of Aaron Donald, and they've still been solid defensively. And I it, I think it's pretty much only due to their defensive coordinator at this point. Um, so I mean, props to him. His name's uh, Raheem Morris. Um, I feel like he should probably be getting some head coaching nods, maybe, uh, if anyone's looking for somebody, because he's just uplifted that team so much uh, defensively. It's kind of impressive. You know who the other guy is who I was going to say who's not even a defense corner, but like a, a cornerback coach is the Dallas Cowboys cornerback coach. That guy mm, needs a job. True. He's been ridiculous this year. He's just. I can't remember what his name is. He used to play for the Packers, I want to say. He's a corner for the Packers. Maybe Packers? Googling. Mm-hmm. Al Harris. Al Harris. He's been having a ridiculous like for someone that's not an actual defensive coordinator, and the stats that the Cowboys have put up in the especially the past couple weeks defensively, mm-hmm. plus their corners and Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, especially he's he's been uh, he's been building Trayvon Diggs 2.0 and Deron Bland. So. Yeah, and it's crazy that Diggs isn't played. Yeah. So as soon as he comes back, that yeah, that's Stephon Gilmore. Can we talk about him for a second? That was a lockup session. Yeah, he was doing good against the Eagles. Yeah, he had him clamped. A- AJ AJ Brown did basically nothing that whole game. The same same DBs that uh, got dunked on by the Seahawks. So yeah, Eagles, watch out, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we have it here. Yeah, just Eagles wasn't even close. Uh, next point we have here are the Lions frauds. Yes. At this point, it's kind of looking like like it. it. I don't know. Yes, they seem like it very much. So I think they're still going to win that division. Their biggest competitor here is the Vikings, who they actually do play twice. Is it not the Packers, do you think? Or just in terms Uh, of record, do you mean? Yeah, record-wise, it's the Vikings. I think the Packers are coming up because the Vikings, the astronaut, unfortunately, his spaceship has imploded and crashed back to Earth and landed in the ocean, lit on fire, and everything's gone wrong. The Packers, though, are three wins behind yeah, Detroit true. and there's only five weeks left it's going to be tough to catch up so actually f- yeah four weeks left never mind my bad so it's going to be very tough for them to catch up um, mm-hmm. those Vikings games though against the Lions they play them twice here in week 16 and week 18 those are going to be pivotal games for that division yeah um, let's One. hope that they're more exciting than this last game this last week over uh, against the Raiders but yeah. that was um, one I, thing I want to ask, do you have something else? Oh, I was just saying that just still bothers me that that kept my upset losing streak <laughs> going. <laughs> um, they didn't want you to win. No. Man. <laughs> that, sh- that game should have ended in a tie, I think. No team deserved to win that game as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Has there been a tie yet this year? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm, you know what? Maybe that's what I'm hoping for. Seahawks-Steelers, let's get a tie on the board. Why not? Yeah, everybody wins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing I was going to ask about the Lions is, Jared Goff is a free agent, not this upcoming season, but season after in 2025. Um, do you think they bring him back? He's going to be 30, 31 by the time he's a free agent. He's currently making uh, $21 million a year this year. He signed four years, $134 million back when he was still on the Rams. Um, and he just hasn't looked good. And with the way that the quarterback market has been going, I feel like he's probably going to command – 35 40 million dollars do you think they bring him back well i mean they took a rookie last year right and the third yeah do you think they um, have a chance at some I think point they should yeah but will they i don't know 
Um, he has also had some injury issues, mm-hmm. Hendon Hooker. I believe the reason he fell in the draft is because he did have a an injury. I think it was a knee injury, maybe an ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But at the same time, you know, it's not like they're out of the playoff race or anything. They're, what, 9-4? and four? What, What's their record? I don't remember. Which? Um, the Lions? The Lions. Yeah, Lions they're 9-4. Nine nine and four, yeah. yeah. Like, so. yeah, they're frauds, but they've, they've set themselves up nicely to be able to still make the playoffs with the past couple bad games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were not fraudulent at the starting of the year. No. So, who no. knows? Maybe they just had a couple bad games. Everybody does. I don't know if they're fraudulent yet. I do think it is funny that probably four or five weeks ago we had said, are the Lions the real deal? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they lose to the Packers on Thanksgiving, and we were like, oh, but the Packers have been good since Thanksgiving game for the most part. Yeah, outside of Tommy Cutlets. They beat the Mm -hmm. Saints in a very close game. Then the Saints haven't been good this year, so. Mm. Then they lost to the Bears. And it looked like, because I was watching that game, it looked like the Lions were going to get back into it. I believe they tied it up Mm -hmm. 13 apiece. And then from there, the Bears just. Bared down, I guess. Hey. That's why my law. We're still going. Bad joke counter now going. up to five or six, I think, on this show. But Justin's really been commanding that field. <laughs> uh, there we go. That was a good one. Locked that it in. That's a perfect transition, though, into your point you, you have down here. You want to hear any DJ Moore? Oh, boy. Keep okay, on. that's <laughs> the end of the show, folks. <laughs> We're cutting it off here. Um, yeah, do we... Uh, Justin Fields, I mean, I still kind of have faith in him. I think that he's he's pretty good. I just don't think Chicago is the place for him. Yeah. Um, and I think the issues that he has, he still has. He holds on to the ball for a long time, super, super long time, and uh, misses reads and is kind of fidgety in the pocket and all that good stuff. So I feel like he's probably done after this season. I think if I were the Bears, I would see what I can get for him and take Caleb at number one. Um I think Caleb is a better prospect than Justin Fields was coming out of college, and I think at this point, yeah, you need to try something new because Fields just really is not panning out at this point. However, what I think it's unforeseeable that Chicago says Fields has been looking better this last little bit, uh, and he's had his bright spots like that game against the Commanders uh, where he put up four touchdowns. Uh, maybe they take that number one pick and they trade back even you know one or two spots and they try and secure like Marvin Harrison Jr., and they just take some receivers and try and shore up that offense a little bit. I wouldn't think that's, like, out of the realm of possibility. However, if I were Chicago, yeah, I'd be trading Justin Fields and taking Caleb Williams and not thinking too hard about it. Where are you trading him to? Justin Fields? I said Atlanta already. Um, They need somebody there, and I feel like he would fit that rushing offense really well. Um, Outside of that, I'm trying to think of just teams that need quarterbacks. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? I just because it's someone more mobile at least, so in case he gets, yeah. in case the offense isn't good, at least he can run. But uh, wherever he goes, I want to say he's gonna have to sign a new deal pretty quick. So it's also gonna depend. Um, Me, I don't know if you guys want him in Seattle, but I don't see it would be the bad thing. I, I just don't know how much I trust that. I mean, I don't know if there's if he signs for like a very small amount of money, then yeah, I'm not, whatever. I'm not trading the farm for him. No, and yeah, it would have to be like a third or less in yeah. terms of draft picks, um, which I don't think would be that crazy for him. I think he'd probably even go for less than that. Um, but, yeah, if I'm Chicago. If, if that was the last option, sure. But I not, think uh, – Like Terrell said, I'm not giving up a whole crazy amount for him. Like I think, If, if the deal's there, then the deal's there. You, yeah. know, you might as well give him a shot. But uh, I think Seahawks should probably draft a QB in this draft regardless. 
Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to tank because I wanted to get as close to that top spot as possible. So um, at this point in the season, they aren't, if they make the playoffs, they aren't going to win anything. Uh, their offense isn't going to turn around. The defense isn't going to turn around. So I think you might as well just try and tank and see what you can get at that pick. I mean, they're sitting at 13 now. I think that's right around, like, Michael Penix rage. Um, I think Jaden Daniels is going to go ahead of that now. Uh, same with Caleb and same with Drake May. So, I mean, they need somebody at quarterback. And if it's Penix, then woohoo! <laughs> it doesn't look that bad. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, they just need they need somebody there, especially with uh, the Geno deals. Gonna well, I was going to say, like, put it this way: like you draft somebody, the chances of them being that much worse than what you already have is probably low. So low-ish, yeah. But I think at the same time, if you draft somebody new, you do have to bring in a new offensive coordinator because you can't yeah. bring anyone new into this bad of an offense mm. and just hope that they fix it. Um, that's just not going to happen. So uh, if they do draft somebody new, which I think they should, I think they should also fire Shane Waldron or fire Shane Waldron and bring in somebody else, please. Yeah. Um, Matt's, then, look, Matt's looking for a job. He <laughs> might stay looking. Uh, he's probably going to he be. He better a, look harder. He's probably going to be like saying. a junior high football yeah. coach. He's turning that offense into a zero points per game team, mm-hmm. I fear. I put down this point. Drake Browning's been killing it the last two weeks yeah. for the Bengals. Been playing very good. Seems to be fitting into that position well for the injured Joe Burrow. Now, I hate every time that this happens, though. You see. Is he better than. No, it, <laughs> it's. Well, it's that, but it's also the whole. Is this the next Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe situation? Every time there is like a backup quarterback that plays well, it's every. That's a disservice I giving s- the title to Joe Burrow as Drew Bledsoe. Wow, yeah, like that's pretty like, disrespectful. Like it was happening last year, even with I seen it was happening with Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. And quickly here, Will is Bailey Zappi the next Tom Brady? Yikes. Yes, <laughs> yes, he is. He's got brown hair. I need to find whoever said that. He's got brown hair, and he's. Bailey, Brady. It does make sense. It rolls. Kind of close. That's all I'm saying. But no. What's four times three is 12, you know? It's kind of close. So Bailey Zappi is a third of Tom Brady. (laughs) He might not be a third. I was going to say, even that would be a little bit much. I don't think he's a third. (laughs) But you know what? Um, Jake Browning's been playing well. And there's now six teams. In the, I believe there's six. Let me count it up here. Yeah, six teams in the AFC that are now at seven and seven six. six. That's wild. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Who do we think gets those? Because we've got in that mix Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills. I think Bengals, the, Bills, Broncos. The bees. I was gonna say those, unless because we C.J. Stroud's probably out this week. Correct. Is he? I've seen the injury yeah, reports. Yeah, he's hurt. probably going to be out this week. I think those are the three teams that make it. If Stroud plays the rest of the season, I'll say the Texans get in. Mm-hmm. But if Do- not... I don't... Not not high on the Colts. No. Also Steelers, no. as much as they're my team, not high on them, Keeping the, especially after these last two weeks. Browns are 8-5, and five, so they're not too much ahead for that final, or for the top wildcard spot, I And guess. I just think the other teams that are at 7-6 and six have been playing good, decently good football recently, mm-hmm. so those three are mine. Houston, you're right, if Stroud comes back and plays like he was, yeah. then they have a very good shot as well, but I don't Tank trust Dell it. going down is tough, though. 
while Tank Dell and then Nico Collins went down in the last game too. Like, um, I don't, I don't, chances. I don't trust Davis Mills. I'm sorry. I don't hate the Colts. I think they've been they've been okay. I just don't think they're out of the teams he mentioned. They're yeah. just not the most like they're not the team that draws my attention the most. You no. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel like they go to the first round of the playoffs that they make it and they just get bounced. I feel like the other teams, it's like they just had weird they have a shot. They just had weird times in the season that yeah, made yeah. them have a bad record. But like the Bills can go in and beat anybody. Still, I will say though, whoever gets that last spot in the AFC, usually that two seven game in both conferences is awful to watch because it's usually just a blowout but this week i think it's or this year i mean i think it's going to be good the seven is going to be good i think no matter what yeah whoever it is really i think that that afc playoffs is going to be entertaining Mm -hmm. you think they could beat the dolphins i think i think it's very possible teams that could beat them i think are the broncos the Bengals, and the bills the bills beat the Dolphins earlier yeah. in the season. That was was that was pre-Matt Milano injury and where their defense was still kind of holding it together, though, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's a big Although thing. Although the last couple weeks they haven't looked as bad on defense either. No, they haven't. They're starting true. to figure it out. To be, that's what I'm saying. Like all these, Those three teams we just mentioned had really bad struggles, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing they're figuring it out past those struggles, and it'll be interesting to see if they hit stride right before the playoffs come and if they make the playoffs. I could see... Uh, like a pretty an upset. I think. Yeah. I don't. I, don't I think. Know. I think all the teams that are here, though. I think if I was, you know, a team that would face the wild card team, I would at least want it to be the Bills. Yeah. I would. I like wouldn't want to go up against Josh Allen in the playoffs, nope. regardless of the rest of the team. Um, then maybe Broncos, and then who knows what happens with Jake Browning if he continues to play well. Then probably the Bengals. It would be kind but, of funny to see the Broncos going and beat the Dolphins after getting I was going to say revenge game. Smacked. If CJ Stroud's 100%, I wouldn't want to play the Texans. No, me neither. Although, and I, and the it's other the other two guys. guys That's well. the problem. It's the other yeah. two guys. Receivers? Yeah, the receiver core is just because yeah. Dell's done. And if Collins comes back, sure. But besides that, it's like you got, what's that? Brown. Noah Brown. Noah Brown. He's, he's been solid. This week. Yeah. He's been solid. But, yeah, you're right. That huge loss to their offense, losing those two guys. So, I don't know. Yeah, that AFC playoff is gonna it's gonna come down to the wire, and it's gonna be entertaining. Um, I think I don't have anything else. No. There was there was something else that I wanted to say, and I can't remember what it is. And now I'm probably gonna go insane trying to think about it. Um, Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah. The oh well, run the gauntlet. Yeah, because we have time oh, now. Um, Okay, here we go. TikTok at the at, at Armchair Athletes, Instagram at the Armchair Athletes, Twitter at Chair Athletes, YouTube at the Armchair Athletes one ninety six. Which, uh, what what's the meaning of that number this week? It's the amount one of in season championship for LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Nine, nine times nine Jack Eichel number. Okay, there we go. Six, <laughs> six. LeBron. LeBron number, number. <laughs> six. Golden um, rings. Dang, I'm trying to think of something. No, that was five golden I rings. Know, I know. We're we're stretching it. <laughs> Six hundred plus million for Shohei Otani. There we go. Hey. There we go, folks. Yeah, that's what it means, um, guys. <laughs> we figured it out, guys. Have you what? figured out what you were gonna? No, I'm I'm now just going back through the games that happened and trying to um, figure out what I was thinking of, but I don't think it's gonna come to me if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, are we doing a show next week? Are we are we doing it like because we? I don't think we can get to the studio here. No, What's the dates we could do a twenty uh, first. Oh, we could do some like an earlier one, maybe like a or a Zoom. I'll be Ooh. I'll be back home. I could do a Zoom. 
I could do a Zoom. We could always just try and take audio from that as well. That's true. We could do the uh, that app that we had yeah. used last time. Yeah. So keep an Execute eye out. Better. Might also, be a first for the chair. Yeah, I feel like I've been lacking on the graphics lately. I've just oh. been uh, but you've been carrying so school. You've been the LeBron of graphics. Will, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so Will. busy with school, and I think all of us are that I think it's okay. Once, once my tests are done, though, I'm gonna like actually try and make some cook. like good like video I'm, edits and I'm graphics. Think, so I'm thinking of maybe doing some video series for the TikTok too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Keep your eyes peeled to the social medias, which I I went through the gauntlet. If you didn't hear them, then. There's a rewind button on the Do podcast. That. Just go to the Instagram and you'll see all of them on our yeah. link tree. Yeah. So thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Hope you have a good Christmas break. Actually, we'll say that we'll next see, week. We'll see, we'll we'll see, see you, you in Christmas break. I hope you have a good week leading up to our next show before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Go but next week will be the Christmas special. Go Hawks. Ooh. Let's hope it's not 10 upsets in a row. We're winning this week, folks. Chiefs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All righty. Thanks All right. for tuning in. Thanks, Thank you, folks.